Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, luckily the weather's pretty consistent over here on the West Coast. I mean, right now it's about blue sky, no wind, about 90 degrees. I'm loving life. Nice. Okay. All right, so here we go. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. And we got a special guest host, Kyle Dahl. Hey, hello, everybody. Hey, <laughs> Hello. How you doing, Steve and Kevin? You guys good? Very, very good, very good. Very good. Yeah. All right, so this is episode number 125, The Amazing Kyle Dahl. Wow, The Amazing. I'm, on, I'm honored. You know, I, I wanted to do the majesty because, you know, all your videos, uh, but I was like, ah, yeah. oh, the hooligans already did that. So <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't do that now. That wouldn't be fair to them or ourselves or our listeners. So <laughs> No, that's cool because then next time he comes on the show, we can call him The Spectacular Kyle There Dahl, you go. And mm-hmm. then Web of Kyle Dahl for any of you comic book fans out there. <laughs> I don't know if anybody okay. would get that. Uh-huh, Spider-Man. Uh-huh. I yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right so let's catch up with everyone's week oh sorry no no no. go ahead go ahead all right yeah let's catch up with everyone's week uh who'd like to go first i will go first kevin why don't you, you go first <laughs> you guys know what to do so i'll yeah. let you guys go first <laughs> nice okay yeah it's been a couple of weeks since i've been here so um i might as well go first uh flew down to florida and back uh had a good time down there the Friday flight was pretty funny because I worked all day and then got on the plane and uh, the plane was delayed like an hour and my flight was at eight. So then it was at nine and I get on and I get situated and I sit down and I, the lady comes by and she says, can I get you something? And I said, can you bring me um, a can of tonic and some vodka along with that? And she was like, would you like limes or lemons? And I said, oh, you just made my day. <laughs> nice. So I had I had my vodka tonic and I had Iron Man 2 on my iPad and I was like in my living room. It was great. You you and your Iron Man. <laughs> I don't know what it is, dude, but it's that movie just, uh, uh, I love that movie. It's freaking great. And uh-huh. a lot of people hate it. <laughs> but, oh, um, I, like, I like Iron Man, so I'm with you. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. I mean, it's cool because my wife is actually into the Marvel mo- movies. She likes them all, and so oh, she'll, nice. she'll sit and watch them like again and again with me too, which is which all is right cool. On. Yeah, uh, but that was cool, man. I had a good time down there. But the past weekend, I flew on Saturday. Uh, we had some intermittent rain, and I flew in and out of the raindrops, and I brought down to field my Oxy two eighty five and my six ninety, my Logo six ninety. And I tried to fly to, and I brought my crack pits, the, uh, the, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Twisted Hobbies crack pits. So I, I tried to fly to, here's another Iron Man 2 reference to ACDC Shoot to Thrill. Cause that was the, <laughs> that was the, that was the song that Devin played for me. And I, I really had a good flight and I was said, I'm going to see if I can actually get a routine going. Well, the first time I tried with the 285, it something happened. I I think I lost a link off of something. Oh. And yeah, and it wound up kind of coming over. It was still tailing, but it wound up kind of side like falling to the side and crashing into the ground. And it was fine. I was shocked because I hit I hit throttle hold and uh, it looked like a link just popped off. So mm-hmm. to, I flew a couple more times, and then the second time I tried it to ACDC again, 
I was doing TikToks and I lost the tail and I was like, why did that happen? And I, I was able to land it this time breaking a link. But when I looked at the, the tail rotor assembly, I lost, I broke like a, I broke one of those small little links. Okay. One of the tail pitch slider arms. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm done. But I don't know if it happened during the first crash or not. It's funny you say that, man. When you fly to music, like, I think you push the model harder than you normally would. Mm-hmm. And you, like, find the weaknesses. I've had that happen to me so many times where, like, I'll go six months, you know, flying without having a single mechanical failure or something. And then the first day I decide, like, okay, it's, like, time to start practicing for a competition. Uh, I'm going to go fly to some music. First flight, something happens. And something random, you know. And I swear, it's just because you're flying harder or I don't know what it is. But well, I think you're trying to keep time with the music, too. You know, you're trying to. Yeah. I was trying to do a lot of stuff in time with the beat of the music. Yeah. Uh, you might not be. Like, cool. Yeah, but you might not yep. be letting that like collective rest for a second before you get right back on it. And, you know, you bob the yeah. motor, your tail kicks out and, you know, things get a little haywire. Yeah. I think also just because you're listening to music, you don't hear the heli grunting as much. Right. So you, yeah. You're, yeah, you're that's, like, that heli's yelling at you. You're like, yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> you know? I did have a really close call, though, with that thing before the first crash. And it was, it was, um, I think I was doing, I've, I've been trying side TikToks, um, yeah, on TikToks. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying them more and more and more, and I've been trying to push out towards the end. And I was actually getting it pretty good, and you know, able to keep my you know my distance from the ground. And then I kind of lost it, and I had to dig really deep. And I swear I was an inch off the ground. And I actually it pulled off, but uh, then I you know I wound up crashing a few times. But I've been having a great time with six ninety. I can't say enough about that damn helicopter. That's I'm, your favorite bird. I'm mm-hmm. doing hell. I'm doing um the Puro flips, dude like almost the same height as I'm doing them with the oxy. Now I'm doing them like 10 feet off the ground. And I'm, I'm when I first started doing, it, I was getting scared, you know, I'm pushing out with the negative as I was popping it around. But I try a couple of new things like up high, just uh kind of half Puro and then push out and then bring it around. It's just, just different stuff, you know? Yeah. But it, was, it was a good time. And I have, I think I flew like, I probably flew like five flights on 690, which is something I normally don't do on a, Saturday, I usually go through three batteries, yeah. you know, and then when yeah. everybody else flying. So it was, it was great, man. But the last flight was a little strange. It started the, it started ticking a little bit. Like when I, not when I was flying, but when I, when I landed, I noticed when I picked up and I started to rotate the, the main blades around a little bit, I could feel it kind of like notchy. One way? I don't know because I took it all apart and as soon as I took the blades off, it wasn't doing it. When I put the blades back on, it would do it. So I kind of moved the motor around a little bit. I think it's, I think I moved the motor away and it didn't do it at all, whether the blades were on or off. So I think I might have a bearing going in the motor or something. I'm not sure. I'm just going to keep my eye on it. It was very strange though. Yeah. I've had that. I've heard that tick. I've had ticks like that come up before and it's usually like a tail bearing or something that it has gone out or something, but I'm not really sure. I figured I'd keep keep everything together and pull the motor away you know and see if it still mm-hmm. did it and just narrow it down that way and then maybe loosen the belt up see if it's in the mm-hmm. in the main rotor section or yeah yeah start eliminating slowly yeah. one by one what it could you know be linked to um and you know that heli you've probably had a good amount of flights on it. it's probably a good time to kind of you know 
take a look at all the bearings. And, you know, if any bearings need replacing, you know, do overhaul, do some maintenance on it. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I probably should uh, take a look at a few things. Uh, but I don't want to now because it's coming up to the flying season. <laughs> I know. I know. That's the hard story. <laughs> well, that's the perfect time to do it is right before the flying season. So oh, you yeah. go all summer without having any issues, yeah? Yeah. yeah. True. And I had gotten right back into 3D printing and I'm printing more stuff for the open RCF one car that I'm printing out and the yeah, that speed thing looks great. tank that I'm printing out and the planes. Uh, and I worked on my line 500 that I want to use for the 500 scale build that I'm working on. Nice. Are you going to take that line 500 and like fly it before you put in a scale fuse just to make sure like everything's yeah. good? Okay. Yeah. Cause that's what I did with the 450 and I, I think that's the right way to go. I don't know. I, I think I asked Chris that question when we had him on the show, and he said, I think for him, he said it didn't matter, but he had gone through so many helis at that point, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I would like to. I think it's it a good idea beforehand. because, you know, you get all that stuff in there, I, and there's like something problem. You're like, Ugh. yeah. I would definitely say fly it outside of the body first. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, just in case something happens, you don't want to mess up that brand new uh, scale fuselage either, you know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's all I was up to. Nice. All right. So I'll go next, and then we could have Kyle go after, and then we'll go right into the main topic. Okay. So, right on. so yeah, I've been uh, quite busy. Um, first of all, Kevin, I'm mad at you. You missed Spring Fling. Well, no. Spring Fling was such a freaking amazing event. Uh, I understand yeah. you had to go to your daughter's engagement party. Of course, that's very important. I totally understand it, but... It, it doesn't change the fact that I'm pissed off at you. It doesn't change the fact that I was kind of bummed <laughs> that I missed it. Uh, yeah, no, dude, it was, it, it spring fling was, <laughs> Kyle, you know, that, that was, was a really very, good. very fun event. Yes. Yeah. It was one of the better events I've been to in a long time, for sure. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So I've been quite busy uh, this past week. Um, I flew on Saturday, you know, Sunday was Mother's Day, so I kind of, you know, couldn't fly Sunday, my normal day, and then Saturday, I just, you know, I didn't want to spend too much time driving down to the field, you know, Kevin, it feels an hour and 15 minutes away each way for us, so, like, for me, I, you know, I just kind of went to the park, and I had about, like, I don't know, six or seven packs charged up for the Oxy 3 and 4, Uh, you know, take out the Oxy 3, just, you know, on the local foot soccer field, just, let's just, you know, bang that thing around and, and have fun, Um. And and I was doing that, and I was having fun, and I, I had a couple of close calls where, like, you know, you come down, you flip the bird inverted, like, kind of doing, like, a, I don't know, not a tail slide, but, like, an inverted nose slide, I guess, and you pull out inverted right at the last minute. Yeah. And I kind of, like, scooped the ground and cut the grass and scooped Jeez. up, and, like, uh -oh. I thought I hit the ground, so on the scoop up, I hit throttle hold, you know, and I kind of altered it down. I walked out to the field, and I'm like, okay. How he's fine. Picked it up, flew it, and, you know, just whatever, just spooled it right back up and kept going. And I'm flying. Thing about little helis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the next battery, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, that was nice. I was close. I was cutting grass. <laughs> like I was, you know, getting a little aggressive. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do some, you know, very on the deck pyro flips. I'm not good at pyro flips, so <laughs> I'm doing a half pyro flip, and then I'm like. Half pure flip, half pure flip, you know, taking it nice and smooth, right? You know, half rotation per flip. And then I'm like, I'm going to flip and do a full pyro. And I'm coming nose down and nose into the ground. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, dug the nose right in. Uh, the You know, boom, both blades just 
obliterated, like just gone. Uh, my head, you know, spindle's been, main shaft's been. I only stripped one tooth of the main gear, so that's pretty good. I, I think I could reuse that. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, and I stripped one servo gear. So, I mean, I came in like under power hard. You know, I was I was driving that thing in. So so I drove it in. I drove it in hard. Not a big deal. Besides that, I've been on this like video kick. I've been creating a lot of little videos. Um, I have a teaser video for my uh, next project, which is the Synergy E5 Super Stretch. Um, and then I had a, I did a teardown video, and now I I did a video on the parts list of what it takes for for anyone who wants to take a Synergy E5 and and super stretch it to a 700. Nice. So so that's kind of all done, and now I have you know the parts in there. I have my uh, the heli all apart, pretty much ready for a rebuild. Since I bought the heli used, you know, I like to kind of go over it and like rebuild it from from the manual. So just to make sure every bolt has Loctite, every bolt you know torqued down to to what I feel is I you know I'm safe. So, dude, I wish I had time to do some videos, man. I got some footage shot, but I just editing and finding the time to do all that. I got that on my commute, man. I have that hour and a half to two hours each yeah. way to Brooklyn. That that's like perfect time. I take a little nap, wake up, work on a video, and then next thing I know, I'm at Penn Station. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I also ordered uh, the Scorpion motor for that, so I'm gonna be running the forty twenty five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scorpion forty twenty five eight ninety kV. So I'm gonna go for a thirteen tooth pinion and go six S single pack. Should be a sub ten pound bird, like nine pound nine and a half or even lighter i think i think Ryber pulled his at like 8.9 or something like that wow some crazy um let's see so besides, this stri- stretching to a 700 then yeah yeah straight to a 700 yeah. running i'm gonna be running you know I'm, I'm sponsored by switch so i'll run the the 693 switch blades with the 105s mm-hmm. on the tail and mm-hmm. uh, you know i'm i'm bumping that tail gear ratio to 4.9 so it should should be good should hold right yeah up. Um, besides that, I've been doing a lot of simming, like a lot, like pretty much every night for an hour if I can, if not longer. Wow. Um, yeah. And you know what it is? Like I learned that one move. I don't know what it is. It's one little like, you know, you go inverted, pop the nose up, do a 180 on the tail and then, you know, kind of like collective stop it. Right. That one move and that other move where it's like a half pure flip, but it's like a, a stall, like you stall up and do a tail slide and come down and, you know, Pop tail in inverted, uh, mm-hmm. collective stop like that. Like I've been practicing those two moves a lot, and because of that, I'm terrible at orientation, especially inverted. But I feel like it finally clicked. Nice, dude. All of a sudden, right I, all of a sudden, I can fly forward and backwards inverted both ways, and yeah, I don't know why. Sure. It's, I think it's just for me, like practicing that move, learning how to correct. You know, when I'm when the disc is off. Yeah. Correcting the right yeah. way, inverted with the tail in, and you know, inverted nose in, and also the other orientation, to point where like I'm like, let me do. I, I forgot what it's called, but you do um, you do like a funnel, uh, upright funnel, tail down, and then you, it's like a figure eight, and you push back, and then you do an inverted funnel, yeah, um, yeah. Way, funnel figure eight, yeah, like a funnel figure eight. But there, there's <laughs> a guy who uh, used to do it a lot, and I think some folks call it like the Smithy or Smith move or something like that. But um, okay. yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, though. Like I've been doing that. I've been doing that also doing with hurricanes. So like I'll be doing an upright inverted 
upright backwards hurricane and I'll flip inverted and come back the other way. And on the sim, and I'm just like, holy crap, I'm doing all this shit. This is awesome. <laughs> you know, like, when did I learn to do this stuff? I don't know, but I want to roll yeah. with it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's how flying is, man. You, you get one thing down, one orientation, you know, one pitch reversal, whatever, and then it unlocks like a whole new array of maneuvers that, that you can then do comfortably. Right, right. So, so, that's, that's awesome. So I'm like really excited and I can't wait to, you know, and, you know, granted, it's going to take me probably a little while to get the, the yeah, basically the balls to do it, <laughs> you know, in real life, but right. it's, I'm like there, you know, like I know I can do it. Like I, I'm, I have the confidence that I can do it. So. So, um, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to fly this weekend. That's really what I'm going to try, especially on the smaller birds, you know. They ask Dude, you for I give you a week. You'll be doing it on the on the on What, the on the goblins? And- <laughs> no, you'll be doing it. Yeah, I'll give you a week. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Because, I, you know, I, I've been mastering whatever I deal on the sim. I've been mastering in real life quite quickly. Like, it's starting to, like I said, it's just clicking, and it's crazy how the mind works. Where, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, Oh, I can't do anything inverted. And now I'm like, okay, I'm flying inverted. <laughs> you know, I'm doing reversals a little. Right I'm on. like doing a little awesome, J- Jamie. I'm practicing a little Jamie Robinson wags, and shit, you know, stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, boy. Right on. <laughs> don't don't that? do too many Jamie Robinson wags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all, it's really like wag, wag. Okay, pull out of it. Wag, <laughs> wag, pull out of it. Yeah, he, he's crazy with that stuff. He's so good with that. Yeah. Uh, that was always his little credo. Like that was his mm-hmm. thing back in the day. That's what, that was Jamie Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Besides that, I do need to uh I do need to fix the Oxy three, which uh hopefully fixed before the weekend. And I think I've got some parts ordered for that too again. So Yeah. Cool. All right. So Good Kyle, on. how's your week been? Oh, my week has been uh pretty good. It's been uh, right now is when I've just kind of started uh, my competition practice, actually. So nice. <laughs> there's Global 3D coming up and in a couple mm-hmm. months. It's the first weekend of July. And so here we are in the middle of May and it's, it's time for me to start cranking some flights out. So I've been going out pretty much every day that I can. And uh, yeah, it's the whole competition preparation thing, you know, so I got. Yeah. To make music routines, got to choose set maneuvers and got to choose, make a freestyle. You know, got to make sure my machines are set up right the way that I want them to be. Yeah, it's just, it's been a pretty crazy week doing all that sort of stuff. You know, it's doing my head in a little bit. Uh, you know, last year I did global. I had a pretty good year. And like this year I want to, I want to one up myself a little bit. So I'm really stressing on trying to make something really cool. But yeah. You won last year, right? You came in first place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it was really close last year between me and Kenny Co. Like, Kenny did a fantastic job. That that kid's a robot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was really tough, but it came down to the last round, you know? And it, I think even the, the final scores were really close together, but he did a really good job. But, yeah, it was awesome. Now, where's that held at? It's in uh, Venlo, so it's in the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Nice. Which is a great location because it's basically right, pretty much centrally located in Europe. So people from Germany come, France, Italy, Spain, England, Denmark, like people from all over Europe just drive, take a train or drive or whatever and show up there. 
and it has a huge turnout, and it's like a really great location for a competition, actually. So okay. it's really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. But other than that, you know, I basically get up in the morning, go to the gym, go flying. And it's been getting really hot here, actually. Like the last last week, it was like 104 degrees in the middle of the days. Damn. So that's it's pretty brutal to fly in a, when it's 104. The mechanics don't like it. And everything, you know, motors run hot. Everything's, right. everything's stressing, you know. So it's like you got to get out there before it gets too hot. And then, uh, yeah, so it's been go out, go flying, come back, relax a little bit. You know, luckily here where I live in St. George, you know, we're pretty close to uh, some nice lakes and stuff. So I try to, you know, go out. I I bust ass in the morning and then I come back and I relax, go to the lake, Mm -hmm. maybe chill out. You know, tough life, but (laughs) (laughs) somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. No, but it has its perks. I mean, it has its uh, downfalls. I mean, like it's it's definitely tough trying to keep all the mechanics going and make make mixing the music routines. I mean, it's my favorite part is doing the music. Like that's mm-hmm. always been the thing that I'm like like doing the most is mixing music. But it's really really tough, you know. So, so do you mix your own um, playlist, like your own music mix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, oh, nice. for sure. I have a, a program that I use on my Mac. It's, it's just called Mixpad. It's some something I downloaded offline. I've used it forever, you know, and it mm-hmm. just works. And nice. basically, throughout the year, I'm just listening for songs. Like every every song that I hear, like the first thing I think is like, "Can I fly to this?" Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ma- yes or no, and then I, I, if I can, then I save it. And then when it comes time to start mixing music, I just start piecing stuff together. You got to find the right rhythms, songs that transition into each other and everything like that. Yeah. Once with good yeah. hooks where you're like, Oh, cool. I could do some analytic tests down the line. There, yep. You know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta hit all the criteria. You know, the judges are, they're not, they're looking for, you know, you gotta hit all the criteria because all the pilots are so close together that you gotta find some way to differentiate yourself, you know? So, right. Now, do you ever like wow. when you when you do music? Do you ever like for the different types of events, like you know, for maybe Global Three D? It's like because you're going to Europe, maybe you cater a little more to like the, I don't know, maybe like electronica or like you know, uh, a little bit. Or, you know, hmm? the it's it's mostly the thing is uh like the biggest differentiation that I'll I'll do is that in in Europe. Because, like, everybody speaks English over there, but it's nobody's first language. Right. Is that nobody listens to the lyrics, actually. So, if there's a, a pretty de- heavy dubstepy song that has a few swear words in it, you know, in America, you would look be looked down on for flying to it. Yeah. Over in Europe, you can fly to it, no problem, nobody cares. <laughs> so, that's cool. Huh? It kind of lifts a... It lifts a uh, a, uh, a restriction, you know, so you can fly to whatever you want, basically over there. Nice, but you, you kind of gotta, you know. For me, I like to, fl- you know, I would love to just fly to dubstep sort of stuff all the time because there's lots of beats and it's fast and aggressive. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to think that most of the crowd and then the judges as well are not my age. You know, they're not in their twenties; they're in their thirties or forties, and they don't yeah. necessarily like all dubstep music <laughs> so you sure. gotta you gotta mix it up you gotta hit different varieties different paces you know and that's one of the criteria even is changing of pace sort of thing you know you gotta sure. 
And it also, yeah, it helps accentuate, you know, the fast stuff looks faster if it's immediately following something that's a little slower. So there's, there's a whole bunch of techniques and stuff like that that we use to help make our routines. But yeah. Nice. So, I mean, that's something that we usually ask most. Um, I, sorry about the whole music thing, but I'm just curious about it. Uh, you know, when when you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to compete at, you know, Global 3D and you're like, I need a music routine. Now, does the music come first or does your, like, what you envision your flight to be come first? You know, like, how do you kind of work that out? You know, to be honest, it's kind of two go hand in hand. Like, mm-hmm. it's they kind of they form simultaneously like i have maneuvers that i you know new maneuvers that i've been creating over the winter and then uh mm-hmm. it's like when i'm i kind of choose the music to like i form the music around the maneuvers that i want to do you know but that that's in certain places and then it's other places that i don't know what i'm going to do so i'll i'll just put the music there and i'll create the maneuver later okay. and sometimes that sometimes it happens that you put some music and you're trying to find a maneuver to do to it. And then you end up making some cool new maneuver and you're just like, wow, that just, that worked out really well. Yeah. Right. Like adding some cool transitions and stuff between mm-hmm. like different maneuvers to, to hit those marks. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so that's basically been it, you know, and trying to get my machines dialed in, get everything set up and anxiously waiting for the new V bar control radio to come back to me. You know, me we, too. Uh, or not come back to me, but I want one. <laughs> I pre-ordered yeah, one. Fine. Come on, Brian, give it to me already. Break, get the, get FCC. Come on, grease those wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's such a difficult process with the FCC. I mean, anything to do sure. with the federal government and regulations yeah. and stuff is going to be tough. But yeah, it's it's just a long process. But we're getting it all done and getting everything. So yeah, I'm excited for that. So I guess nobody had like a little preview of that at Spring Fling or anything like that. Did anybody? No, like, no, we like didn't. We didn't have one there. No, if Kyle didn't have one, no one's gonna have. Yeah, one. I figured that. Yeah. I was, I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the government or the FCC people have all of them at the moment. Wait, what do you mean all of them? They don't just get one well, to like certify it, or they actually get like I, a ship? It, it takes a couple. There's like two. I think there's two in the states right now, and then both. The FCC requires two to uh, right. do the testing, yeah. I believe. Yeah, so. to make sure it's not a, a one-off that you're sending them to get approved, right? Something, something <laughs> like that, yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know cool. exactly how it works, but I just know that it's a nightmare. <laughs> and it's, yeah. it's the only thing standing between me and my new V-Bar control radio. So <laughs> I know that. <laughs> well, anyway, for me, so. it's that and whatever the difference in... <laughs> what is it, twelve hundred? So that and a thousand dollars because that's all I have yeah. in it. Right now. <laughs> a two hundred dollar deposit. <laughs> that's cool. So, yeah, so okay. that's basically been my week. Just a lot of practicing and fixing and creating and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So let me ask you before we go into the main topic and just kind of have our listeners um, get to know you better and and for us to get to know you better. Um, you're saying you're doing a lot of wrenching and stuff. How how many flights do you usually like? you know, go before you're like, all right, I need to do some maintenance, you know, because you fly hard. So it's like, you know, your dampeners and stuff like that, your wearables, like how long do you usually go before you're like, I need to check this? Um, it depends. I mean, honestly with the, with the logo 700, 
dude, I swear to God, that thing is just bulletproof, man. Like, I rarely, unless I have a crash or something, I don't mm-hmm. change the bearings or the thrust bearings. It's like I just fly and fly and fly. The nice. dampeners never wear out on it. The the main bearings and the thrust bearings mm-hmm. rarely wear out on it. Um, the only thing that I'll do is every hundred flights or so, I'll maybe change the links in the head. You know, the, just the plastic ball links. Yeah, they'll wear out after a little while and stuff like that, but. The tail gears never, never mess up and they don't wear out. As long as you grease them a little bit, they never wear out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I said, the dampener is the main gear. Now nothing like that ever goes out. So I've been pretty lucky with that heli. I don't have to spend a lot of time actually doing maintenance on it. Yeah, that's Uh, great. Some helis like, like the logo 690, like you guys were talking about before, you know, that it's, 600 size equipment running 700 size blades you know because it's it's lightweight and it, that's mm-hmm. the whole point behind the helicopter with that heli you got to change the dampeners every 100 150 flights or something you know and thrust bearings and stuff so that one takes a little more maintenance but other than that it's not a big deal and it's not very often so sure yeah then i'm probably overdue yeah you're overdue <laughs> <laughs> yeah wow. i was gonna say you, you should you should check your stuff <laughs> yeah Nice. All right. Okay, so let's go into our main topic here. You know, the amazing Kyle doll. Let's get to uh, let's ask some questions. Let's ask some hard yeah. questions. How about that? <laughs> okay. Fire away. No, no, not that hard. So how long have you been in the hobby? Uh, I have been in the hobby for a long time. I I actually been, like, going to the flying field since before I was born, to be honest. Okay. Uh, my, when I, my mom was pregnant with me, she was going out to the, she was doing, she was the, uh, well, let me start over. My dad used to run some big events in Bakersfield where I grew up, some big helicopter events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my mom was back in the old 72 mesocycle days. She was the one who was doing the radio impound. Oh, nice. And so, so while she was pregnant with me, she was doing that. So I was, since before I was born, I've been going to the flying field and then all throughout my childhood i was going my dad would just bring me with him to the field on the on the weekends and then when i was four years old a guy at the field just gave me an airplane said here take this you know it's set up the buddy box and mm-hmm. so i actually started when i was four years old flying airplanes nice. and then uh did that for a while got a couple other planes my dad got me my first heli when i was eight so i was a old raptor 30 and wow. uh OS 32 engine and I think JR servos and JR gyro back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I used that for a while upgraded after a few years to my dad's XL 60. And then, uh, when I, when we were like, when I was probably like not, not much longer after that, when I was nine or 10, we, uh, actually started doing a lot of gliders like sailplanes and stuff. Okay. Uh, so I did that for a while with my dad. And then when I was 13, I saw Alan Zabel flying in an event. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. I want to go back and start doing helicopters. So I went back. We dusted off our helis. Uh, at the time, we had a Logo 10, my first Mikado heli, actually. And then uh, we started flying that. I started practicing. And, yeah, that was that. Wow. So, yeah, that was that was 10 years ago is when uh, I got picked up my Mikado. And then the last 10 years has been history, so they say. So, yeah, 20 years now that I've been flying, basically. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 20 
20 years you've been flying. You've been with Mikado for 10 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. This is my 10th year with them, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, did they always make a a radio, or did they just make helicopters back in the day, back 10 years ago? Uh, It was just helis, yeah. Yeah, so Mikado's been making helis for about 25 years, actually. I mean, it all started way back when, you know, the owner of Mikado, Ralph, he just was making them kind of, him and his buddies were making Mikado helis back in the day, and then uh, only popular in Germany, obviously, and mm-hmm. so on. And then uh, they started gaining a little popularity. The The first model that they made that was kind of a, a hit, would, so to say, would be the Logo 600, and that was in 2006 uh, or seven. 2007, mm-hmm. I think. They had... Uh, their, that was the first time somebody saw like an electric powered fly barless helicopter flying around and they're just the performance at the, for the time was just unbelievable and crazy nobody could believe it you know so mikado's been making the v-bar since 2006 so oh, that's wow. tw- 12 years ago and then they started doing the radio in 2014 i want to mm-hmm. say yeah so yeah they've only been doing the radio for the last four years now out of their 25 years of existence but but i mean it's definitely they been, got a winner yeah, yeah i mean yeah, I was gonna it's say, that's definitely been changer. their biggest their biggest hit yeah for sure yeah <laughs> that's amazing mm-hmm. yeah R- ralph always thinks you know like two or three years ahead of the curve ahead of the market you know i remember when I, when he first told me that he wanted to do this radio you know, this was back in 2012 was the first time I heard about it. And that at that time, you know, it was JR and Futaba and Spectrum. Like, those were mm-hmm. the, the, the kings, you know. And I remember telling Ralph, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to compete with these guys. Like, it's JR and Futaba and Spectrum. Like, there's no yeah. way. Right. You know, you're crazy. And then here we are, you know, just four years later. And uh, it's kind of, it's taken off and it's. I think it's safe to say it's definitely a hit in the RC helicopter scene. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. I th- I feel like it's really JR's out of picture. Mikado's, you know, up there with yeah. Futaba and, and Spectrum now. Like, you know, as far as popularity, yeah. and especially in the helicopter. But I think it's even spreading. It's, it's starting to slowly spread into the the plane world because people see it. You know, all the mm-hmm. helicopter pilots who fly the V control are like, okay, I'll put a V bar, mini mini V bar, or silver line, or you know, even a Neo yeah. or Neo Basic in my airplane, my 3D plane, and start flying that, and people are seeing well, that's, that. And that's, so. that's the great thing is, you know, a lot of guys, like when the V-Bar Neo came out, they upgraded to that. Mm-hmm. Then they had all their old v- mini V-Bars and standard V-Bars and that, was, yeah. that weren't doing anything. And then Mikado opens the door, okay, you can fly airplanes now. And it's like, oh, I'll put my mini V-Bar in my little foamy and this and yeah. that, you know. And yeah, it definitely brought a lot of airplane guys into it for sure. Mm-hmm. See, and I was thinking the other side of that, the larger scale, the bigger planes that guys have, you know, it's so expandable and it's nine channels mm-hmm. right out of the box. And then you can add two more receivers to it if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing for the guys that want, you know, have the, the bigger planes. Well, I mean, yeah. look at, look at McClellan yeah. with the jets, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And yeah. it's crazy because, uh, you know, it's like when I first started messing around with the Neos and stuff on the, the scale heli I have, right? The Augusta 109, like to get the retracts and stuff. And I was like, all right, what's macro cells? I don't know, but 
watch a video too on YouTube and it's like, okay, I'm programming my retracts and it's attached right. to this channel and it works. And, you know, it's like, and then you think about it, it's like, wait a minute. So I can attach any channel to any like port on it on and like, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah, oh, exactly. this is really cool. So. Yeah, macro cells, they're a bit complex to understand mm-hmm. like at the start. But like you said, you sit down, you watch a few videos, you mess yeah. around with it and you re- you like, you can literally program it to do anything, you know? Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's really great. It's really powerful. And then, mm-hmm. you know, like with the airplane software, you know, we, we can't, when we first made it, it was more like we just made it because we wanted to have something that worked, you know, but now mm-hmm. that when the new radio comes out, I've been talking with the, uh, the V bar designer and, uh, we're kind of like, yeah, once things settle down, once we get the new radio out, we're going to go back and kind of go through and refine all the airplane stuff and really start making it more user friendly you know, make it function better, program better, all sorts of stuff. So, yeah, the V-plane as, as it is now and the whole macro cell thing, I mean, that's all stuff that's still in its infancy. And yeah. it's a constant evolution. We're constantly going to be upgrading, updating, making stuff better and more streamlined. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And well, I think there's uh, still a lot of exciting stuff to come. Yeah, yeah. I think one thing that's kind of missing from the V-plane software is, um, is rescue. I think uh, that would be cool to have. Like, obviously, you could set your gyros and stuff like that. But for like the the folks that are like you know starting yeah. out and yeah, well, maybe least, not starting yeah. out, but you know maybe starting out in three D flight, right? Like really whacking the sticks around, doing some launch mm. or vox or whatever those weird <laughs> maneuvers <laughs> yeah. names are, you know? And the, they're like the, the, the thing with airplanes that's so difficult compared to helis. Like a helicopter, you know, any helis set up can be set up the same you know they all have plus and minus pitch they all mm-hmm. can yeah. do flips and rolls and pirouettes it's like airplanes they're all different you know if you have a jet you know that you can you can't give just full up elevator because it'll snap out you know if you yeah, have yeah. a trainer they don't fly upside down if you have a and they don't roll very fast and it's like if you have a 3d plane it's you know you can pull out in any orientation whereas other planes you can't so that's the most difficult thing with coming up with rescue. Like we've had long, hour-long conversations, me and the V-Bar guy, about how to do rescue for an airplane that works with all sorts of different airplanes, and it's actually pretty complex to come up with a way that works for all of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you don't want you know if you get a plane upside down, you know, you don't want it to pull pull up elevator and you be too low and you just do a half loop into the ground you know yeah but, yeah yeah. you want to roll out <laughs> but yeah but certain planes can't roll fast enough or you know this or that and it's just like oh my god what, what do we do <laughs> so yeah it's, it's a challenge but it's one that we're up to and we're we've been talking and talking and we're going to be trying a lot of stuff here pretty soon in the next in this year so very cool so let's see here um do you fly just helis now or do you also still fly some planks and and I don't know if you ever dabble in multi-rotors. Uh, I actually fly pretty much everything that I can get my hands on, uh, to be honest. I mean, me and my dad, we always did airplanes and helis and gliders, like I said. So um, I've been into all of it, you know, and I still fly airplanes on the regular. I mean, I have, I mean, in my trailer outside, I got, three giant scale planes you know and i've got jets and all sorts of stuff so jeez yeah i fly a lot nice. of planes i fly jets i fly helis I, I have racing quads as well that i've dabbled in 
Mm-hmm. I was actually, you know, when quads kind of got popular, I started getting into them a little bit because I wanted to see what it was all about. You oh. know? And I, <laughs> I got into it. I, I got, it was pretty good. You know, I did a few races and I did all right in them. And, uh-huh. But then it just, I got tired of stuff breaking and components failing and, you know, people being on my video channel and all the stupid stuff that happens with quads. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> sure, sure comments but, the, i don't know i feel like the quad especially the racing side you know brings out like kind of like a bad side of the rc hobby because of the competitiveness of it um yeah, but yeah it, it's definitely completely different so. yeah definitely different scene than the heli scene for sure that answers your question directly yeah mm-hmm. I, do, I do do airplanes i do do quads i, I do everything basically nice so. cool all right. Uh, so we already know what got you interested in the hobby. It's kind of been a, it looks like a, a family thing. Do, do, do you have any other family members that fly or are you a only child yeah, or do you have other sisters? I have a, a sister and, mm-hmm. uh, but she just, she's no interest in it. I mean, I guess girls generally aren't interested in it, but she sure. just never really was brought up around it. I mean, my parents, they kind of had the rule like, you know, do your own hot, like do what you want, but just take one of the kids. So my mom always took my sister and my dad always took me. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, I was the one that just got brought up around the hobby. And so, yeah, it's just me and my dad. We're the only ones that are into it. And, but yeah, we love it. Nice. Now is the hobby like what you do for a living or do you do other things outside of the hobby for a living? Um, well, kind of yes and no. Uh, for the last few years, it's been, it has been my, uh, my full-time job. I was working for Mikado and I was just a professional pilot for them. And mm-hmm. I basically full-time was traveling, going to events, doing development, testing, all that stuff. You know, I was okay. their go-to guy. Uh, this last year I started working also, or actually two years ago at the end of 2016, I started working kind of on the side for this other company that makes drones, like mass market drones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I started working for them just kind of doing a job here or there. And then that started taking up a lot of my time actually. So I kind of dialed back a little bit with Mikado. You know, I, I did a little few less events here and there, you know, only the big ones and stuff. And I just did a lot more, uh, of work for this other company so it's something mm-hmm. that's still flying related but it's not specifically in the rc helicopter scene sure mm-hmm. um but right now it's kind of that has kind of dialed back a little bit even and now i'm kind of working gearing up more full-time for Mikado. so yeah so radio radio control is my full-time job and it's where i go you know varies a little bit here and there but yeah mm-hmm. nice. that's my my most uh, marketable skill is my flying skills, <laughs> so that's basically what I got to do if I want to survive. <laughs> nice. nice, able to work those gimbals like a pro. Okay, yeah, nice. Uh, so let's let's talk about some of your sponsorships. Uh, obviously, Mikado. Um, what? Who are mm-hmm. your other uh, sponsors? Well, Mikado was my first sponsor. Uh, my uh, talking about sponsors that I still have. Mikado, yeah, was my current first. sponsor. My, mm-hmm. My second that I got was Scorpion. Uh, nice, George's, yep. George's, yeah. He came up at Urcha in 2009. He came up and shook, shook my, mine and my dad's hand and was just like, hey, I'm, I'm George, the owner of Scorpion. And it's like, oh, hi. He's like, the, he asked me the question. He's like, do, do I sponsor you? And I'm like, 
nope. He's like, oh, well, you're sponsored now. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh that's um, awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. So that, that started, that's another one of my long term, I mean, nine years now with George and mm-hmm. Scorpion. You know, I started off with his motors. And then when he started making his ESCs, mm-hmm. uh, I switched over to those, starting with the 160 Opto back in the day. Mm-hmm. And now he has the Tribunus line, which are just working great. Um, Fantastic ESCs. I love them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I've always been obviously Mikado Mikado USA uh, with Brian, and mm-hmm. he started the whole VTX line. So that was yep. a, just kind of a shoe in, and the blades are just fantastic as well. So VTX uh, batteries, I fly for OptiPower. Nice. Uh, a while ago, I w- was flying for another company, and that fell through. And then I was looking for other sponsors and testing other batteries and i'd heard so many good things about the opti power packs and i decided mm-hmm. to give them a go and they lived up to what i had heard so i went with them and then uh, a while ago i started flying rc pro plus connectors just because yeah, that's connectors. I, ne- I needed a solid connector you know I, yeah at the, at the time i was using ec5s and i kept <laughs> i kept desoldering them like yep. every time you know and Mm-hmm. So then needed a solid connector. Kyle Stacy was using RC Pro Plus, and he was like, "Yo, these are solid." So I t- tried them; they were good. So then we start. I started using them, and then uh, lastly is Expert Servos. Mm-hmm. So, like you, we mentioned earlier, Jr. is kind of out of the scene. Before I was sponsored by Jr., and uh, when Jr. went away, I kept using my Jr. Servos for like another year after that. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point. I'm like, okay, I need, I need more servos, and I need it, so I need to choose a new, right, a new, new sponsor, mm-hmm. a new brand. So I tested pretty much everything under the sun, and you know there was some servos that were good, but none that I really, really thought were perfect. And uh, so mm-hmm. I told Expert what I didn't like about their current servos that they had, and they stepped up to the plate and were like, well, if you don't like it, we'll change it you know we'll do whatever you want and so we modified we changed and then we came out with the the kd1 series Kyle Bell ones and then <laughs> so those have just been working great those are they're on their uh we're on our still on our first year with them we, we released them middle of last year and uh yeah those have been doing great nice. i still love them and a lot of every person that tries them tells me that they love them so really really great it's great yeah Nice. So that's the list. Awesome. Okay. So Mikado, Mikado, Mikado V Bar, Scorpion, Expert, Opti Power, VTX, RC Pro Plus. Yeah. <laughs> that, that covers everything. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything else on the Holly that. <laughs> See, when, when yeah, you first said Opti Power, I, I thought of the Opti Guard thing. Yeah, uh, the Ultra Bikes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are great. I mean, they just can't, they can't even keep them in stock. You know, every time they come in stock, people immediately want to. Yeah. want to buy them and they just sell out right away so yeah, yeah those great, are great great little unit yeah just make sure if you're not flying a heli for a while though to disconnect that battery because it gets kind of weird sometimes that mm-hmm. i've noticed at least but yeah uh let's see so i mean i mean we've all seen videos of you fly but what kind of pilot would you describe yourself as like you know if you were to kind of put into words um the best description I can give to myself is one that somebody else gave to me, and that was uh, Big D. Uh, 
God rest his soul, back and forth when he was announcing and I was coming mm-hmm. up through the ranks, he coined the phrase, Kyle, graceful aggression doll. Okay. And I think oh. that's the best way I can describe myself is gracefully aggressive. Like everything that I do, I try to do it precise and symmetrically and mm-hmm. super controlled, but it's just as aggressive as I can still make it. As, as aggressive as I can do it whilst maintaining control. Sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of new up and comer pilots, especially in Europe and Thailand, who are just super crazy pilots, you Mm -hmm. know, aggressive pilots. But they just lack a little bit of control. Uh, What I would say is a little bit of control, you know, here and there. And so my flying, maybe compared to them directly, doesn't look as aggressive, but it's definitely more graceful, controllable stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So with with Global 3D coming up soon and competition season ramping up, uh, what new maneuvers are you working on? Or is that a secret? <laughs> can't, can't let the, the other crowd know. Or, <laughs> yeah, you know? I, I, I don't know who's listening. I don't know. I mean, my biggest competition this year, I don't know if they're going to be listening. So I, I have a lot, of, a lot of maneuvers that I'm new ones that I'm working on. It's kind mm-hmm. of a whole new style that I'm okay. working on, to be honest. Uh but yeah, I don't really want to get into it too much. But sure, yeah, sure. I, so, wait, I guess everybody will have to watch Global 3D to find out. There you go. Nice. Uh, but let me ask you, not you know, basically revealing any of your maneuvers. Like, I mean, are there like new maneuvers, or are they like more like transitions between maneuvers and stuff? Like, is that like what? Where's your focal point? Is it more on like this like crazy thing that no one's ever done before, or is it more like? You know, people have done this, but maybe it's in a different angle. It transitions from a different maneuver differently into this maneuver with a reversal or this or that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of both. I mean, there okay. is definitely a large part of that that is just doing a, the same maneuver in a different orientation or a different way that's different. But mm-hmm. there are there is still new maneuvers to be created and new things that it's right now, you know, it's more about just standing out. So it's about making uh-huh. maneuvers that, you don't, you can't predict the outcome. Like if the helicopter is going, doing something and then it starts doing something else and you don't know what's going to happen until it magically pulls out, you know, before hitting the ground. And it's like, yeah, right that's kind of where I'm going now. It's always about making, it's about making unpredictable stuff. Yeah. I like that. You don't yeah. know the outcome. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a great way to describe it. <laughs> I know the outcome, but nobody else. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. nice. I just hope. <laughs> Uh, I mean, at your level, I don't know if you struggle on many maneuvers or transitions, but let's say maybe, you know, 10 years ago or so when, you know, a younger Kyle doll, like, did you ever, you know, what maneuvers did you struggle with and how did you overcome it? Like, you know, what was mm-hmm. like the, 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 you know, the moment it kind of clicked and you're like, okay, I got it, you know? Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, there's... When I was kind of going, coming up through the ranks, my dad was really on to me about, you know, learning maneuvers in both directions. So if, if I learned a funnel to the left, he would always immediately turn around and make me learn it to the right. So like, I didn't really develop a huge, a whole lot of like blind spots of things that I didn't really know how to do, but Mm -hmm. there is still like some orientations that took me a while to get, you know, for example, doing, you know, right side up, tail down funnels clockwise. Like it was just a, a weird orientation that I just never really, you know, figured out. 
a lot of skids in TikToks, uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that, that you just don't normally do as much at, or, or as frequently, you know? So they, they kind of, they're your weak sides, uh, pirouetting loops that, you know, are going the, the other way, you know, like when you think of a pirouetting loop, you, you know, it starts coming towards you and you go up over the top and then you go out at the top and you come back in, like mm-hmm. doing those in the opposite, you know, starting going out and then coming up over the top towards yourself. Oh, and coming over. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's just stuff like that. That's just, it's a little freaky. It's a different orientation. You know, a lot of those things, like I can think my way through it, you mm-hmm. know, but it's like, if I need to do it instinctively, it's a little difficult, but it's just all about practice and breaking them down into their, their core, their core steps, you know? Right. Like, so if we, if we go back to, like I said, I had problems with right side up tail in clockwise funnels, you know, like my, my problem I always had was I didn't know, I couldn't remember which elevator to give to make it steeper and which elevator to give to make it flatter. You know, that was just a problem I had. So I actually just started by doing it completely flat, like just doing a circle, mm-hmm. you know, like a level circle where yeah, I nice keep and slow. Tail, where I keep the tail pointed towards the center and I just fly around in a circle. Wow, mm-hmm. okay. And it's like you do that and then, you know, you slowly start to get, gain a little speed. And then one other thing that I would start doing is I would actually constantly be moving the elevator. So like I would just be cycling between giving back elevator and forward elevator. Right. And so like just a little bit. And then that way I knew I didn't have to think which direction to give. I just had to think which direction to give longer. Like, okay, I want it to be steeper. I'll hold back a little bit. Okay. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm giving a little forward. Now I'm giving back. And it was like just kind of working into it. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a step, it's a progression and, stuff like that you know uh it's all it's all about breaking maneuvers down into their core steps i would say yeah so you know if you want to learn pyro flips learn you know flip inverted do a half pirouette then flip right back up right side up do a half pirouette and it's like soon enough you'll start blending those commands together you know and then you're Mm -hmm. doing pyro flips and then you try adding and do it instead of doing a half pyro you do a full pyro or you do half pirouette on the vertical and then half pirouette when it's upside down and yeah you just kind of it's all about breaking stuff down into steps yeah that's the best way to learn definitely that's the way i've learned especially so mm-hmm. no I mean, go that's... up a, a few go up a few mistakes high and just try it. i mean the simulator helps a lot with that sort of stuff too but the sure. simu- as i'm sure you know the simulator doesn't translate exactly into reality so yeah go up a few mistakes high lower your rpm and just do it do it slow, start at the basics. And, you know, I, I see a lot of guys, you know, they want to learn pyro flips and it's like, they, they just know, okay, I have to pirouette and I have to stir the stick. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so they can do that and they can do a pyro flip, but they have no control over positioning or if something gets a little bit off, they don't know how to save it and everything. It's like, they jump right to the end. It's like, no, you can't do that. You gotta, you gotta do the steps. I know you can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. <laughs> That's me. That's me. Just do this mm-hmm. forward, right, down <laughs> with the left rudder. You can do it. <laughs> you know? um, mm-hmm. So talking about sim, I know you mentioned sim just a second ago. Do you sim? Do you, you know? And if you do, what's your sim of choice? 
anymore, I don't really sim. Uh, when I was coming up, I uh, I used to use like real like the real I used Real Flight G four. Like, wow. That was the last sim that I used uh, really, and uh, I used that mostly to make music routines. Like I could I could try music maneuvers to music and stuff with those. A few years ago, I was uh, I actually I used the sim a little bit. I was in uh, I was in uh, Italy. Uh, and I was trying to create a routine with Mirko. Mm-hmm. We, me and him were doing a, a tandem flight together where we had the, our girls dancing behind us and we were matching the two helis together plus the girls dancing together. And it I was think like I a saw whole, a video there. Jeez. Yeah, it was, the, it was the Mikado Heli Dance Show, you know, is yes. what we called it. And uh, that took a lot of work. And, you know, because we, I couldn't just go out and fly it, because that's what I do now. Is I just go out and I just fly and I create as I'm flying. You know, but I couldn't do that. You know, I was in Italy. We were an hour away from the flying field and mm-hmm. we were trying to choreograph dance maneuvers to the helicopters maneuver. You know, we used the sim for that. Uh, we were using the next simulator for that. Okay. Cool. So, which next is it works. It's not my favorite. So I, I don't really know what's what's good on the sim market right now. I've heard Accuracy. pretty decent. I've I've heard pretty good things about AccuRC, but I've not tried it yet. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the best part about AccuRC is like, for me, it's it's first of all, it's on Steam, so mm-hmm. it's like it can carry that license or that copy can carry with me easily to all my other computers, mm-hmm. um, all my other PCs. One thing yeah. I'm I'm kind of upset that there's no Mac version yet, but um, yeah, they have crazy recent models. So like yeah, lo- new logo seven hundred. Yep, it's there. Seven six six. Yep, it's there. You know, Goblin there. T. All the new models. Protos Nitro. It's not even out yet. It's there. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it's like yep. it's great. You know, um, so you get For to sure. mess around with all these you know new models and stuff. Um, plus, you just USB. Take your transmitter. Your you know V control. Go transmitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sim. Pops right up. It works flawlessly. There's even like a programming for it. So you select Mikado. And it says uh-huh. Mikado transmitter, and that's it. It works. Uh, Everything. All right, that's awesome. Like all your switch settings and stuff, so it's great. I gotta uh, pick that up. Sounds really good. Yeah, it's only like forty or fifty bucks. I mean, and then like I said, you could transfer to all your machines. So you put on your work tablet and bring <laughs> your V control where you're sitting in the truck waiting for your damn electricians, electricians to get done with their stuff so uh-huh, you can do your uh-huh. work. There you go. Uh-huh. So you said uh, I know earlier. I think before the call, you were, you said that you're originally from California. Um, mm-hmm. but you're living in Utah now, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I grew well, up in Cali. Mm-hmm. I moved, I moved here a few years back. Just mostly just, you know, just to move. I had a lot of friends here and I liked it here and it was just, I, you know, I was 20 years old and living at home still. And I, I'd been, I've been traveling my whole life, you know, like going around and, going to different countries, different places for helicopters. And it's like where we lived in California was just really boring. And, you know, I was just, I, we lived out in the country, which was great, you know, great for flying, but not great for social life. So, uh, yeah, I just got a little bored out there. And so I decided to move here cause I had lots of friends here and there's lots of stuff to do. And, and yeah, so it's just great. And you can do like 120 miles an hour out there, right? That's like the speed limit. 
Something like that. about. <laughs> yeah. you, can go, I think, uh, you can go 80 on the, on the freeways. Like, posted is 80, and then you can fudge that to 80 or 90, or 85 sure. or 90. Really? So, it's posted yeah. 80? Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> they don't dare do that out here. No. No. No, 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 no. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, um, it's great. The the wet the weather's good, you know. And in, in the winters, it's it's pretty mild, you know. We're probably in the forties or so. Maybe once or twice a year it'll snow, but not bad. Oh really? Okay. So it's pretty it's pretty good. And the and the spring and the fall are just amazing. Like they're just perfect weather, you know. Nice. And in the summer, it's hot. It's it's really hot. So you got to deal with that. But <laughs> the rest so of the good. year makes up for it. I was going to ask you, so, like, how far are you from, like, you know, any, like, nice mountains for snowboarding or skiing? Um, really close. I mean, there's a ski resort that's, like, an hour and 15 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, I, I love to board. Like, anything boarding, you know, longboarding, wakeboarding, skateboarding, I do nice. it all. So, it's nice. great awesome. for me. We mm-hmm. have a lake, like, 15 minutes from my house. We can so, you go, wakeboard, too? Uh, yeah, wakeboarding, take the boat out. Or we have float planes as well. We take those out. You know, have a the Piper Cub with floats on it, and take that mm-hmm. out and just go tool around, fly it nice. off the water. Yeah, and then the there's snow an hour away in the winters, and then there's lots of natural parks, and then there's flying field. You know, we have a really nice flying field here, but it's mostly for airplane stuff. So there's another field that I fly out when I'm practicing helis, but there's a good group of guys out here that fly. And yeah, it's just a lot of fun. It's great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, I mean, so you said you like doing anything boring. It's what's your, what's your favorite hobby outside of RC? Like, you know, (laughs) something you do to like unwind from RC sometimes, you know, you know, you eat, sleep, you know, everything RC, right? (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) I don't know if this is going to make me sound good or not, but I honestly don't really have much else that I do besides RC. Like that's my main hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing, I mean, I love designing stuff. So I do, sometimes I do some CAD work and just nice. making stupid projects and stuff. I get a 3d printer as well. So nice. I'll make stuff and then, uh, or anything longboarding, you know, or boarding, yeah, so boarding, right, skateboarding, yeah. longboarding, stuff like that. I think so pretty you- soon here I want to get into, uh, I want to buy like a Jeep. You know, I've been saving up my money, so I want to buy like a oh, Jeep. Boy. And there's tons of places to go, like off road, oh, yeah, crawling and stuff, stuff yeah, out nice. here. Yeah, so yeah, probably amazing out there for that. Uh, uh, it's, it's really great for that. So cool. Uh, you you mm-hmm. you, f- you fly logos and you on a Jeep. You just made Kevin's day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, with with my life, you know, it's like I I travel a lot. Like last year, I was away from home like ten months out of the year. Wow, so it's like, that is insane. Like that's my that's actually now that I think now that I remember, like that's my passion is traveling. Like, yeah, I love to travel. I love to go around, experience new cultures, meet new people, do stuff like that. Like that's my passion. That so is that's awesome. what I do. RC and that, and then when I'm home, like the few times that I'm actually home, like then I do other stuff. You know, I do the boarding or I relax and. Or just go fly airplanes with my friends out here. Yeah, so. Nice, Nice. dude. Do it up while you're young, man. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, travel while you can, especially when you're young, too. Like, I think you get to experience the most, I think. Yeah, it was a lot of my 20s were were traveling for work, and that was amazing. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. 
Like, well, you just it's you can't really do it when when you get older and you get a responsibility and a family yes. and stuff. You, you yeah. just can't really do it. So yeah, you, exactly. or you travel and you have to travel with your family. Well, I mean, not not that that's a bad thing, but it's not like yeah. you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the same. It's like, you know, I went to Moscow and it's like, I went, you know, to the bars and clubbing and stuff. I can't do that with two kids and a white down. You know? Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, what age were you when you won your first global competition? First global competition. let's, Let's break it up, actually. Let's break it up first. Because when you, you know, the U.S. used to have some good competition. We had like XFC and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, when was the first age you won like a big event here or a big competition in the U.S.? And then we'll talk international. Yeah. Okay. Well, the the first event that I actually ever did was the uh, Las Vegas. It was called the Las Vegas Ultimate Competition or something. And it Mm -hmm. it was a competition. This was back in 2008, actually. They had an amateur class and they had a master's class. And this was the first competition I did, and I competed in the amateur class, and I I won that one actually. So that was that was my first so and so win. Nice. Um, and then after that, I started competing in the masters classes, and I did XFC a couple times. And in 2010 was the first year I won XFC. And uh, so that was my first U.S. win, and then. Uh, that year, also 2010, is when I started competing internationally. I competed in 2010 and 11 at 3D Masters, and then uh, in 2012 at 3D Masters is when I won uh, 3D Masters. That was my first global win. So, nice. 2012. Wow. So 2012, and then 2013, I went again, and I followed up, and I I won it a second time. So mm-hmm. like those are my those are my two years, like 2012 and 13. That's when I was flying like ungodly amounts of times per day right practicing hardcore doing all sorts you know 20 30 flights a day every day for months before the competition you know like that was my life basically and uh and then after that i kind of took on more of the promotional role you know doing uh more videos testing development stuff Mm -hmm. like that yeah more to the behind the scenes and also like yeah so I, I dialed back my competition prep a little bit, and then mm-hmm. uh, so 2014 to 15, like I competed, but I, I didn't win anything. I was second or third place usually, and then uh, last year at uh, Global 3D, or 2016, I didn't compete at any competition. Um, I just needed a little bit of break. I was too busy, needed a break, sort of stuff. And then uh, 2017, I decided to. It was actually George from Scorpion convinced me to go back and start competing again. He's like, dude, just do, just do it for fun, you know? And yeah. I was like, George, I don't compete for fun. Like, if I go, it's because <laughs> I want to win. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just, I've always been a competitive person, you know? So, but I, I went and actually, I didn't really have a lot of time to, to prepare and stuff. So, mm-hmm. Like all my, it was just kind of like a, all my routines were like naturally inspired. I would say like, I just went by experience and inspiration rather than like brute practice. And I think it actually honestly worked in my favor. Like it's just, it, my routines were more natural, I would say. Yeah. So yeah, Mm -hmm. it, it was forced. There was more magic behind it rather than just practice. And that's what I think ultimately did it. That was the deciding factor between me and Kenny. So 
Nice. Which was great. I mean, it was kind of a, a really big moment for me because, you know, I, I won in 2012 and 13. And then it's like 2014 and 15, I was like always trying to get back to the top. And I couldn't. <laughs> 2014, 15, 16, and then uh, finally again in 2017, I worked my way back up, and so that was a it was a big moment for me. Yeah, yeah, really be back on top. <laughs> yep. Now nice. I got a target on my back again. <laughs> uh huh. That that's the only bad part about being on top is now everyone's after you. Yep. I so, should have just quit. I should have just quit while I was ahead and just been like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, I'm retired. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious, like, you know, when, when you did your first competition in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. How many pilots that were in the master class was like, oh, no. <laughs> Look at you, the amateur class is killing you. Like, oh, man, who's that kid? <laughs> well, I don't know, really. I mean, if you if you go back and look at my flight from that event, it was pretty bad, honestly. Like, oh, was it? it was, <laughs> I mean, it was just. Wait, wait, wait. I, I, I don't think the Masters people were sweating it, you know. Okay. Wait. But is there, it, it, is there, it, it, Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say because, you know, you know, another Kyle, let's just say, had some videos when he was a kid flying online. Do you have videos like that? Because <laughs> it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. There's if that video. It's on Run Rider. Uh, okay. Run Rider TV. If you go to the Las Vegas from 2008, there'll be – Kyle Dahl and the music, Flight to Music on, I think it, the competition took place on like Thursday, I think. So, yeah, you can go look it up. See what little little doll, I mean, I was like a foot shorter and dorky looking and flying a 72 mesocycle mes- radio and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, it's there. Well, don't do it now, Steve. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I opened up a tab and Googled that, and I'm just going to leave it there. And <laughs> I'll watch what, it later. What that competition did do for me is at that event, I was flying Mikado. I was flying mm-hmm. a Logo 6, a Flybard Logo 600. Nice. And, uh, wow. In the, in the competition, in the master's class, Mikado had sent from Germany one of their pro pilots named Andy, Andy Rummer. Uh-huh. And he was competing in the master's class with the Flybarless Logo 600. And we were the only two people there flying Mikado because back in 2008, Mikado wasn't popular at all. Nobody had heard of him, really. Yeah. Well, not um, in the States, at least, right? Like, yeah, not in the States, Europe. exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, since we were the only people flying electric and Mikado, you know, we kind of started talking with each other. You know, we borrowed him a soldering iron. We offered, we gave him a generator to charge his batteries, you know, stuff like that. Yes, yeah. And we, we were just nice and friendly and helpful. And then yeah. when after that event, he went back to Germany and told the owner of the company, like, hey, there's this little kid over there flying a Mikado and he's competing and he won. Like, you should look into him. And so that's how I actually got hooked up with Mikado originally is from that competition. So, yeah, that's awesome. See, boys and girls, it, it's, you know, you uh, you never know. You know, you're nice yeah. to one person. You never know what will come from that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. You never know the contacts you make. It's all about the contacts you make and relationships. And mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yeah. especially nowadays. You know, there's so many good pilots and stuff that it's oh, a lot yeah. less about the pilot skill and it's more about mm-hmm. your reputation and what you can do for the hobby. You know, so yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I was uh, at Spring Flame. I was talking with uh, our friend uh, Old Man 3D, Phil, and he was like, you know, like 
he's been in a hobby for a long time. You know, he's retired now and still flies helicopters and loves it. And and it's funny because he's like, you know, five, ten years ago, like it was like four people that could fly like this. You know, mm-hmm. like the hard stuff, like you know, flying like you and uh, Kyle Stacy and and you know Jamie and and like Josh Goudreau and those guys. I mean, they're just they're amazing. And it's funny because he's like, yeah, four, you know. Years ago, there was like no one. There was like four of them. Yep. I mean, that's it. Yep. And now it's like, mm-hmm. wow, there's Everybody. so much talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so you know, a lot of people came up really fast at this, all at the same time, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would say this past, you know, I mean, I haven't been in it that long, but what I've seen is just like every single person. I'm like, I go to these fun flies, and it's like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I, I don't even think I want to take my helicopter out. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm just gonna, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to watch. <laughs> Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah but, you know, it's, 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 for me, it's like paving the way for change even. I mean, because there's so many good talent now, it's like I'm mm-hmm. having to look for other ways to distinguish myself. That's why yeah. I started making more, start doing more of the videos and stuff, showing less about the, just the skill and more about the, the hobby and the fun and everything. And then, as you know, Steve, you're, you saw like at the spring fling, me and Kyle had that little competition. Dude, that was awesome. One, <laughs> yeah. The one versus one, you know, and uh-huh. it's like some stuff like that. That's just different. And it's, it's just, it's kind of recapturing the interest in the hobby. I think like a lot of people are relating more to it Yeah. rather than just watching another pilot doing crazy flying, you know, they're seeing something new, something different, something exciting again. Right. So. And not even that, I think what people are seeing now, especially in the hobby, is that, like, you know, we are having so much fun doing this. And they're like, mm-hmm. damn, I want to have fun, too. So they're like, let me yeah. get mm-hmm. into it and try. And they're like, whoa, 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 this is really difficult. Okay, let's, you know, and then they, they now there's a challenging fact, right? It's not just, yeah. like, fun, but it's also challenging. And then, you know, once they get that, like, oh. I could hover. I could hover without crashing. You know, I, I could forward flight without crashing. I could go in front of a crashing. You know, I could pure flip without crashing. It's like all those like incremental progressions that, that people go to. Uh, and then, you know, that and then they realize it's not just like learning to be the best pilot, but it's also like just overcoming your own like skills that, you know, you're having trouble doing and you overcome and then everyone's having fun. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the, the people are very accepting, too, which I which I. Yeah. It's, it's I feel a great different. community. Mm-hmm. It's a great Fantastic community. community, yes. Yeah, for sure. And that's what it, it's all about. You know, it needs to go back to being about that, the community. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, you know, the, the hobby, it really exploded a few years back, you know, and it was all kind of got commercialized, you know. and mm-hmm. But now it's like it needs to go back to being about the people, the community, the fun. Because that's what it all, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And like that will sell helicopters and you know, we'll have people flying like, you know, so it's it's good that like um, the community as a whole is just kind of like dialing back. Now, I know a lot of people, you know, had this like, I guess when Kevin and I first started getting into helicopters, we really didn't know. But like, you know, a lot of folks were like, oh, man, the hobby's in a decline and all this stuff. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we're getting into it. So we're just like, this is awesome. We're meeting all these people. We started going to fun flies. This is great. And we never really saw that. Do you do you think personally is the hobby still on the decline or has it plateaued and maybe coming back? You know, uh, I, back? It def- I mean, I I know the numbers actually, like the sales numbers and stuff, and it definitely it declined and then it plateaued and then now it's definitely on the upswing again. Yeah, but it's it's just a slow 
that's a slow upswing, which is what you want. You know, you don't want a boom. You want a slow progression of more and more people getting into it. You know, that's sure. how you keep it that down to earth and that's how you keep it mm-hmm. reasonable and fun and community based. Like, so that it's really good. I think it's in a good place right now, as long as the things keep going on the current trajectory, like it's, it's yeah. great for our hobby. Well, I think the economy has something to do with that also, because mm-hmm. you know, when you get tough times, people are, you know, not working. They don't have the extra money to spend on anything. And sure. so, exactly, you know, yeah. I'm sure mm-hmm. they, they got a cut. Yeah. They, they don't do the expensive stuff. They do the cheaper stuff and, but uh, yeah, and I've seen, uh, just lately, Steve, uh, the people that I've talked to, the, are like older guys that have, haven't flown helicopter in a long time. And they're like, you know what? Maybe I'll get something and I'll, I'll try it out. I was talking to Perry this weekend and he was like, yeah, I haven't flown a helicopter in a long time. And, you know, the advances have come along in the last five years to where, oh, yeah. You know, you could pick one up now and, you know, he flies quads. Is you fly a quad, dude? You can basically fly a helicopter. You could definitely hover a helicopter. Get yeah. started. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, Kyle, what would you tell a newcomer to the hobby? You know, like what would be like your your I guess your most the biggest advice you can give someone that's coming new into this hobby? I would say find a good club, find some good members, take advice. You know, and just go slow and have fun with it. I mean. If you try and do it like all on your own, I think you're gonna you're gonna struggle. You know, yeah. like it's really hard to get into this hobby by yourself. You know, I there's a guy that I fly with here. You know, he used to fly by himself, and it's like mm-hmm. when we first met up with him, the first time we went out and flew, it's like, oh hey, you know, I'm gonna, you know, let me test fly your heli, make sure it's all flying right. And it's like he was flying with the rudder backwards because. Ooh. He had just, wow. he had no idea, and he just, that's just how he, you know, the first time he took it off, it was like that, and he just learned that way, and it's like, no, like, you gotta, so, yeah, get with a group of guys, listen to their advices, and then, yeah, just have fun with it, you know? That's what it's all about. It's a hobby, you know? It's a leisure activity, so, yeah, treat it yeah, as such. definitely. Cool. Now we have a little section called our top 10, and top 10 mm-hmm. is like a, we call it top 10 shotgun round. And basically, we'll just kind of uh, spitfire a lot of quick questions, like two-worded mm-hmm. questions, like pinch your thumb, and you just answer, you know, what what you what you do or what, you know, okay, yeah, yeah, your style. So, uh, Sick, Kevin, awesome. yeah, throw them at me. All right, Kevin, you want to go first, and we'll go every other question. Okay. Pinch your thumb. Both. Okay. I, uh, Both. Pin- pinch on the left and thumb on the right. All right. Okay. Nice. I'm weird. Me. No, I don't think that's weird because you get very, very precise with your collective on your left with a pinch, but then you can yep. do your stirs crazy on, on the right. right. Yep. Yeah, no, it makes sense. That's your style. Gracefully <laughs> aggressive. Exactly. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, nitro electric. I don't know this answer. <laughs> electric. Okay. Nitro has its place, but electric is. I, I electric's always been my staple. For sure. Mm-hmm. For since the last ten years, I've been doing, or more than like the last fourteen years, I've been doing electric. So nice. Five fifty or seven hundred size. Seven hundred. Nice. Yeah, I kind of knew the answer to that. <laughs> so the five fifties are, <laughs> are great for like n- normal people and for learning and just for fun throwing around. But for me, it's like if I'm going to fly something, I want it to be a seven hundred. Yeah. Nice. Nothing flies like a good 700, man. Uh, 
this next question, I know this, I'm slowing it down a little, but this question is for someone who's been a hobby this long. Obviously, you know what a fly bar is, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure you've flown a fly bar since you competed with one uh, for 600. But um, how about this? When was the last time you flew a fly bar? Uh, 2008. 2008. <laughs> 10 years okay. ago. <laughs> wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, scale or 3D? Uh, scale 3D. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> scale with the right hand? You know, <laughs> 3D with the to, be, to, be, to be fair, one of my most popular videos online is me doing 3D with the Hughes 500 body that Mikado makes or used to make. The Hughes okay. 500 that you put a, a, six, a 600 SE in, and nice. it's like sport 3D, so I was doing flips and stuff, and it's one of my most popular videos on YouTube, actually, so scale 3D. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I know right. you said you had some scale planes, uh, large-scale planes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not, are- not, not super scale. They're just like... Large scale, like uh, they're thirty five percent extra three hundreds, you know. Okay. But they're free, they're not like uber scale shots. Okay, you know? they're just they're more freestyle planes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, strap or strapless? Uh, is that a sex question or? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why we that's why we. Uh... <laughs> if Fred was here, it would be. <laughs> oh my god, I'm Fred's sure. gonna kill you, dude. <laughs> Oh boy. Okay. No, yeah. Do you wear the safety necklace? <laughs> uh, no, I do not. I used to, but no, I don't anymore. I got honestly the only reason I stopped doing it is because I got tired of having a neck strap tan. So I I, I have that all the time. I hate it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Cordless or brushless servos? Brushless. Nice. You know, I if you ask me that question like a year ago, I would have said cordless uh, until I got that KD ones from Expert. Those are the first brushless servos that I've flown that I like. Nice. Because the problem nice. with brushless servos is like it's really hard to get off-center torque with them. Like they have a lot of holding power, but they don't have a lot of off-center torque. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what Expert did, but they, they fixed it and they made it right. So now I'm a fir- firm believer in brushless if, if it's set up, if it's little, set up properly. Right. Little booster in there to kind of give you that, like, you know, a little extra voltage on the off center. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Let's see here. Okay, so fuselage style or pot and boom? Pot and boom. Okay, because I was going to say the, you're, you get the yeah you get the most performance out of pot and boom for sure. But I got to say your flight at OHP with your six ninety with the full fuse was pretty impressive. Even Kevin was like, "What, what was that? Sorry, I didn't hear it broke up." No, I'm saying your your flight at OHB with the full mm. fuselage logo 690 yeah. SX that was amazing. Yeah, that was a good. That was a fun flight. That and that's a fun helicopter. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, fuse like boom covered helis have their place. You know, they look great and they are kind of fun to fly. But for me, I, I tend to focus mostly on just what gives me the best performance. So fun boom. Six S or twelve S. Twelve. All day. Okay. All day. All day long. Okay. Uh, Urcha or smaller events? So, like Urcha versus Spring Fling. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'm probably going to say small event. All right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're more great. personable, right? I mean, Ur- yeah, Urcha is great, but honestly, 
it's a, it's a little better now, but like, you know, a few years ago, Urcha got so massive, you know, and for speaking as a sponsored pilot, you know, it's like every 30 minutes you're doing another demo. And then it's when you're not doing that, you're fixing something. And when you're not doing that, you're trying to practice for the competition and this, you know, but <clears throat> Urcha is a lot better now. It's a lot more fun now, but uh, the smaller events that I've been going to lately, I went to spring fling. And then before that we went to one in uh, Northern Utah, the Utah heli bash. And like, we just mm-hmm. had such a good time up there. Nice. So right now I'm saying smaller events. Awesome. Cool. All right. So there goes our top 10. Awesome. Thank you. Top 10. Boy, okay. Let's see here. What do we got next? News and announcements. News and announcements. <laughs> yeah. News and announcements. What do we got? I only have one piece of news that I'll say, and then other than that, I don't really have anything. Okay. I, I don't know if you guys saw, but there's a new v, V-Bar Control Team member or user out in the world. Mm-hmm. Mr. Duncan Bosian has finally made mm-hmm. the switch to V-Bar. That's good for us. Yeah. Oh, wow. what, what was he before? Was he Gropner? Uh, yeah, before he's been flying Gropner for a while. He flew mm-hmm. B-Stacks. For the longest time, then he flew yeah. the Bavarian Demon or something, and then yeah. <clears throat> when we were at an event in uh, we were in Thailand at an event, and we got to talk in, and he let him try my heli, or he tried a few other people's helis that had V bar, and it's just like, man, this feels pretty good. Yeah. So he started the talks, and yeah, now he's 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 used him, so that's good. Nice. I'm really happy for him, and I'm happy to announce that another. Another, uh, I guess you could, I mean, another professional pilot who vouches mm-hmm. for V-Bar control. So. Very cool. We saw him fly a couple of years ago at Flight right, he's, he's crazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, Grobner sent him out to, it's more of a plane event, but, you know, mm-hmm. Kevin and I would represent the helis always there. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, and we're like, wait a minute, Duncan's here doing a new time demo? Really? Whoa, it is awesome. Yeah, Grobner flew him out there for that. And, um, yep. He drove in his uh, his heli really, really nicely. <laughs> Very yeah. nice. Sounds about sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very impressive yeah. though. His Very flight impressive. Yeah. Until that yep. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be going like you know, I don't know, TikToks like below the banner, come back up, like hiding the heli so you didn't even see it. It was it was quite yeah. amazing. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, one of the announcements I saw that I would make and probably really doesn't mean a thing, but some of our listeners might want to be caught up to speed on what was going on at Joe Nall. But, uh, apparently the, the, uh, the last, what, four days mm-hmm. got rained out and they wound up, uh, or the rain was coming in and they wound up canceling the last four days of Joe Nall. Which is crazy. Like it didn't even rain. It was still like clear skies and they're like, Oh, we got heavy rains coming. Canceled event. And I understand well, why, like, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, we saw it today. We saw it here today. Man. Oh, yeah? Like you oh. were saying you're in Brooklyn and at home it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's hailing and downpour. So did they get yeah, I mean, crazy amount of rain? They posted that the ra- that the rain forecasts were um, going to be in the totals of four to six inches. Um, and it wasn't supposed to end until Monday. So I guess it was going to oh, rain yeah, for like four days week. straight. Yeah, so. Yeah. They were like, with that amount of water, you know, they wanted to close down camping and get people out of there because I guess yeah. they'd get like stuck in there. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it gets like how, because, you know, it's a big field and it probably gets like how Flight Fest gets, you know, really muddy. Didn't Fred go there? 
didn't he like drive around on his little four wheeler and say, "Listen, you can't stay here, but you know, you, you <laughs> don't have to go time. home, but you can't stay here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I believe so. I think that's the thing. That's that's like that's well, what he, he is. was at. He, didn't he go to Joe Null? or was it the other one? Seth? No, he went to Seth. Yeah, he went to Seth. Okay, all right. I'll cut him some slack. <laughs> I'm sure if he was there, he'd be like, "Listen, storm's coming in. Get the hell out of here." I don't want to actually say get the hell out of here, but get the hell out of here. Yep. Yeah, that was our first run-in with Fred. Yep. That's the only thing I remember from, like, because you were like, oh, that's Fred Provost. I was like, oh, yeah, where? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then he came up and was like, you don't have to stay here, but you got to get here. <laughs> I'm not saying to leave, but you got to get out of here or some shit. You know, I was like, oh, okay, damn, Fred. Yeah. Yep. And Jeff was like, who was that? That was that guy, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> that was him. So yeah, that was the only thing I I saw uh in news and announcements. Nice. Uh but what we should announce is uh some of the spectacular sponsors that you have single-handedly gotten together or friends of yours have uh gotten together hmm? being team members and I couldn't like it's like every other day you're like, "Oh, by the way, we got this sponsor now for the fun fly." Yeah. So uh you want to go over it? Yeah, so I just want to give a huge shout out um, first of all, to Kopax, he, um, Gulami, Gulimi, <laughs> I'm butchering your name, sorry. Um, but he, you know, I think he basically mentioned to, to Matt that he's coming to the event and Matt's like, oh yeah, I'll sponsor the event. Or I'm not sure exactly what was said between them, but he did, um, get that, uh, sponsoring for our event. Um, Which you mean, for those who don't know, Matt Bodos, Matt Bodos, owns Synergy, yeah, owns Synergy Helicopters. helicopters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I reached out to, to Gail, um, on the line side and he, he's, he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, uh, sponsor the event. I reached out to George's who, uh, put me in contact with Tony. Um, I think he's a team manager for Scorpion Power System. And, you know, they're like, yeah, you know, we'll be happy to, uh, sponsor the event too. So, and then I was talking to Frank. Motor Dios and, you know, he was like, yeah, Inverted RC will sponsor the event. I'm like, Ooh. You know, they're just starting to snowball. This is this is awesome. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, and then I know uh, I was talking to Bill, um, our friend Bill, Bill Ann, and his YouTube channel. And, you know, it's like, dude, you want to sponsor the event? I asked him. And he was like, what do you mean? What do I have to do? And I was like, I don't know. Just make the videos. Do what you do. <laughs> and I'll put your name on the, the flyer, you know. Um, our our you know, our friend Mike, uh, Mike D, was like, uh, "Wait a minute, I want to go back to Bill. Bill, you have to bring coffee. That's what you have to do." Okay. No, I'm only kidding. I'm gonna make coffee. Don't worry. I was about gonna it. say you got to bring me Dunkin' Donuts, but bring Kevin Starbucks. <laughs> no, dude, I will kill you, and I will throw your body in the woods. <laughs> no, okay. And I guess that's first degree murder because I just announced. It. <laughs> yeah, you just said. <laughs> then I don't care premeditated <laughs> if i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it big do it right <laughs> <laughs> do it big okay but uh uh let's see here uh and then mike d was like i i don't know like what do i need to do to sponsor the helifest i was like that's it you're sponsoring the <laughs> he was like all right well I- i'll donate something and uh originally he was like i'll donate a plane and i was like that's cool you know but it's a helifest yeah yeah so i'm like not every helicopter person you know Pilot's gonna want a plane. I was like, yeah, you know. And then he was like, I was like, oh, let me think about it. And he was like, well, how about a gift certificate or you know, 
I was like, yeah. And then he was like, how about a MasterCard or Visa card? I was like, no, 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 no. Let's let's get like a gift certificate, like A-Main or HeliDirect, you know, just something that's like you, you have to put it back into the, the hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so. That's cool. So yeah. also Frank, uh, he's going to be donating some um, coupons and stuff to get like 15% off, uh, you know, anything from Inverted RC. And that's going to come up. Uh, very cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Lynx Heli and Oxy Heli also are sponsoring an event. Um, and I have to note that Lynx and Oxy have been from day one sponsors of our event. So, you know, we definitely appreciate um, everything that Lynx and Oxy and Luca and Rich and App has done for us uh, for the yeah. event and, and for, you know, for you and I. I mean, we're, we're reps on their team. And, you know, um, I feel like Lynx is one of, like, I mean, you know, they're just they're just an amazing company because they they're very like family oriented and um it's like you know they don't have like a very high expectations of their reps they're like you know just fly and you know and and do what you do um yeah so it's it's amazing so you know I definitely give big props to them I gotta say that I wouldn't be the helicopter pilot that I am today and not saying that I'm great but. I wouldn't have the success that I've had without that helicopter. And at that, I would say whether I was a rep or not. I mean, it's sure. just the truth. No, it's, it's true. It's, it's such a great little heli and it's, it's, it's just, but um, it is totally true. And, you know, uh, you know, one of our friends kind of like message or uh, I don't know how to say it, but, you know, basically was like, Oh, you know, um, he saw my sim video and was like, Oh, you know, great flight or whatever. Uh, you know, and then I, I think I replied back like, you know, YouTube because he's been doing a lot of simming and a lot of posting on YouTube, and and one of the things was like, you know, I think he mentions like, well, you know, you, it's good, but it's gonna take me a long time before I can get this um, translate the sim to the and you know for real until real life stuff, right? And I'm just like, and and this is why I have an oxy. Yeah, that's like exactly the reason why I have an oxy because I could take everything I do on a sim and I have. No worries about trying it on the Oxy. I know the Oxy helicopter, the Oxy 3, Oxy 4, the Oxy 2s, they can handle whatever maneuver I'm trying on the sim in real life. Like, so it's a robust enough helicopter that can do the maneuvers that I want it to do. Plus, you know, the, the, the impact on my pocket if I were to crash, even, you know, not a, being any type of discounts or being rep or anything like that, but just like even just buying it, you know, because a lot of the times I'll just kind of go to a main or eBay or, or Heli direct and buy like the one or two parts I need because, you know, it's like, I don't want to have to put an order in and, you know, it takes, it takes a couple of days. Like I'd rather just kind of go more locally sometimes. Right. So it's like, you know, if I'm doing like one or two items, you know, it's not really worse for me to order from like Heli directly. So I'll just kind of put an order in and like, I don't care. I'll pay full price. Like, you know, you know, even though I get a discount, I'll, I'll, that doesn't bother me. I'll pay the retail because I know that when I get the part, it's also like I'm getting doubles, you know, like I'm getting extras. So it's like, man, whatever. It's, and it's so cheap. You know, you pay a couple bucks for like you pay what, like six, seven bucks for a spindle and you get two. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I spend more on that, you know, with coffee like throughout the day. I'll have a cup in the morning, a cup in the afternoon. And that's like 12 bucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially so going like, to Starbucks. Well, no, I'm saying well, I, I go to Bluestone, first of all. I go to oh, Bluestone, okay? okay, because that's right across the street from my job. I don't know your hip little you know? joints that you go to. I go to McDonald's for breakfast. Okay. 
and get my coffee there. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, dude, no. that freaking heli, I, you can't say enough about it. Like you said, you get the, you get double of the parts. The parts are cheap. They've really found a niche and they exploited it. I mean, they made a killer machine for yeah, the size that it is. And it I'm telling works. you, like all the stuff that I practice on the sim, all the stuff that I do on the sim on the deck, right? Like as low as I can go, I'll do that right on the axle. I don't care. Like, and you know? I've laughed like an idiot flying the Twisted Hobbies Crack Beaver, mm-hmm. and and I've laughed like a complete idiot flying the Oxy Man. And it's it's just all about the fun, dude. I'm having yeah. fun. I'm not worried yes. about how much it's going to cost if I crash. This is not in the back of my head, you know. I just go out and have a blast, man. Yeah. If it goes in, it's not like I don't, you know, it's not even like a, like a little bit of worry. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, my God. Did you guys see that? Like, that's my reaction, you know, and it's great. It's great to be able to to do that. And But but that's the thing, though, like, you know, those um, tail sliding half pure flip that I do, right? Like, I did like four or five times on the Oxy, like four or five flights. And I was like, all right, now I'm doing on a Goblin Nitro, Goblin 700, my N7. I'm doing it on all my big helicopters that yep. I don't want to crash. But I'm still doing it. And, yeah. and uh, I'm doing them lower, you know? It's the so. same with me. Same what I said earlier in the show, you know? Doing the 690 Puros lower to the ground. It, it's the, to me, I mean, this is my opinion, so take it for what it's worth. But to me, it is the best translation, transition, transition from sim to your, your big helis, to your real helis, you know? That's, that's the heli to get. I mean, yeah. 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 So, anyways. Thank you to all our sponsors for our fun fly. Uh, you don't know how much that means to us. You know, like I'm, you know, when, when, yeah, I'm making up the flyer and I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe that these companies are sponsoring our fun fly. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. And so, so we are so, uh, we appreciate it so much. So thank you, everyone. I mean, we don't get anything out of it, but we hope that our sponsors do. I mean, hmm? we, we really do because, yeah. uh, that's just, it's amazing, man. Just, yeah keeping the hobby alive and yeah doing what we can man we can keep it alive and we will definitely um you know be promoting the any any you know anything that we give away or a raffle away we, you know we'll definitely be promoting the crap out of it because you know the, the the sponsors these companies are taking a chance on us you know so we want all our listeners to take a chance on them so okay all right so what's next for you in the hobby What's next for you, man? Wait, wait, wait. Did you look up Horizon Hobby? Did you do your... No. Ah, oh, boy, slipping. You, you're off. You're not on the show for like a week. And you... I went to Florida. Yeah. You almost had me bringing up an ABBA reference, dude, but you and your take a chance, take a chance on me. Um, uh, I was going to go that far. Oh. Well, you said take a chance. I don't know. So, um, um, yeah, I looked at Horizon Hobby, dude. There's nothing going on. Just All right, freaking V nine hundred, dude. Dude, that thing looks awesome. I saw a video at at Seth. Um, someone took a video at Seth with that thing, or Where maybe Joe Nall, or maybe Joe Nall. That thing, freaking sweet. Yeah, Fred said he saw it there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like great. that thing is fast. I want you to get one because I want to race against my EFX racer, and then I want to sell my EFX racer and buy a V and then buy one of those. <laughs> All right. Of course, running the the you know my mini V bar on there. All my planes, all my planes are V bar. Hell yeah! <laughs> all right. So all right. what's next for you in the hobby, dude? 
All right, so I am now at a phase where I'm going to be building that, rebuilding that E5 up, right? So it's it's all taken apart. I'm going to go step by step through the manual, build up that heli, install the electronics. Um, the motor's coming. It's it's you know it's going to take a little while. I mean, estimated shipping date, a re- uh, receiving date, I guess, a delivery date is um, I don't know. It's like five days or six days. It's coming pretty slow, so. Uh, whatever. It's coming from Amy, and it'll it'll get here when it gets here. I'm not I'm not really too worried about it. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna get that E5 ready to go. I have to fix my Oxy three. Um, you know, your your spindle, main shaft, main gear, and and one servo gear set. Not a big deal. I have all the parts in stock, so it shouldn't be too big of a deal. But I did um, you know, get some more parts ordered so that way I have uh, you know, replenish my stock just in case. Yes. Um. Oh. Kind of news and announcements for all you Oxy Four owners. If you own an Oxy Four helicopter, you must order the new Pro uh, mount or Pro bottom plate for your Oxy Four. I haven't got mine in yet, but that part which I have uh, the old one in front of me because I I broke the side completely off of it from the old one. Um, the new one is made out of it's made out of metal, so I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's going to hold up a lot better. Um, now, this is the plate and, that the landing gear clips yes. into or snaps. This into, is the right? plate that uses the old, the the regular stock landing gears, right? The, so, like the Oxy Two style, where it just kind of it's a half circle slips in there, and you just tighten the frame down onto it, like kind of clamps it, pressure fits it. Right. Um, the old one was a carbon fiber plate with uh, plastic ends that are molded onto the carbon fiber. But the problem is, is you know, when you do like for me, I was I'm practicing a lot of skid bumps, you know, with the oxy. And when I do the skid bumps, I you know I I don't break the skids. The skids are fine, but I break them out. So, um, you know, the new one is aluminum CNC with the carbon fiber. So I, you know, I just bolted on. So I feel like it's gonna be a lot more robust, um, you know, piece of uh, aluminium, aluminium and carbon fiber. Um, so yeah, I'm getting one hopefully soon. I think you ordered one soon too, right? So you should be getting yours soon too. So it'd be very interesting to see how they hold up. But initial looks, they definitely are worth. I think it was like I don't know, twenty bucks, something like that. I mean. Yeah. I went through two or three of the regular bottom mounts already just from um, hard landings or skid bumps when I, you know, get a little aggressive. So, yeah, I can't wait to try that out. So that hopefully will be coming soon. Um, my Oxy 2, I have to do some work on. I didn't fly it this past weekend because uh, at Spring Fling, I, I crashed it and I stripped out a servo horn and... I can't find the sub-micro servo horns anywhere. Like, I can't find any of them. I don't know. So, I got to... Um, I did order a set from eBay for, like, some, I don't know, Hulk RC or something. I don't know if they're going to work or not. Hulk but if, RC? Like, Hulk. Like, oh, Hulk like a bird. RC. Yeah, yeah, H-A-W-K. Oh, I was getting mad and turning green over here. Oh, not Hulk. Hulk. That's what I thought you said. Oh. oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... We'll see if those work. I don't know. They're coming from China. I mean, who knows when I'll get those in. Uh, I'm going to look at my logo hobby shop because I was doing some, you know, Google searches and Dubro makes like a sub-micro horn oh, okay. set. Yeah. So I was figuring maybe, you know, go to Kenville and see because he has a lot of Dubro stuff. See, maybe he might have some. 
Um, if not, maybe he's not going to know that he has it, but he might well, have. He it. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't know what he has stock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we'll see uh, if I could get that going there. Uh, besides that, I you know I want to fly, man. I am dying to fly. I am simming, and I want to try this stuff in real life, man. I I want to. I got it. I got it. I oh, know boy. I can do it. I know I can do it. So the Steve show coming to a field near you. Yeah, <laughs> coming to a the dirt nap. It's gonna be. The, uh, <laughs> don't say that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not, I'm the, it's gonna be on the oxy first. So okay. I like that oxy first. Um, cool. What about you, Kevin? What are you gonna be up to next? I'm gonna be working on a few things. Nice. I realized that. Our club was going to have a fun fly on Saturday, which was more or less plane oriented with, you know, cutting streamers and flying. This coming Saturday? Limbo. No, last Saturday. Oh, last Saturday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They were supposed to have it. And I realized at that point that I have very little planes in working order. So I've got to finish a few things. I got to um, get the plane I bought from Ricky, the SBOC. Mm-hmm. working which just needs a receiver and some kind of battery terminal mounted to it and i'm going to f- continue on my 3d printing and i want to see what my next step is going to be for that align 500 which i have nice. a, i have the mini v-bar working i think you were right i think i had the motor switch on when i tried to bind it and that was yeah. it yeah you um, can't bind with the motor switch it'll be like you know strike throughout saying it's disabled you know how Kyle was talking about just jumping right into Pyro Flips? Yeah, that's probably what I do with most things. So mm-hmm. that was probably one of them. I just saw, oh, yeah, just whatever. <laughs> so I probably didn't even know that. Um, but yeah, that's about it, man. I'm just going to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, I got some stuff on order from, from, uh, the internet. I got some more mm-hmm. filament coming, different, different, uh, nice. colors. I got I got so much to do around the house here. I shouldn't even think about this, but I really I'm really thinking about possibly building another 3D printer because the one I built is printing out so good with some of this downloaded stuff from Thingiverse. You know, mm-hmm. like I think it's my settings and I think it's the software I use for the so other simplified one. So simplify 3D is awesome. No, but the other the other one is the Let's Buy Mini, open. and uh-huh. that's a great 3D printer. It's just that it has this this start code and NG code. That I need to, I'm so lazy. I just need to cut and paste it and try it out with, you know, some of the other programs because it comes specifically with Cura. And if I cut and paste the start and then G code into like whatever I'm going to use, simplify 3D or slicer, you know, I could mm-hmm. use that because I'm using slicer, uh, downstairs on my laptop for the 3D printer that I built when I'm not printing out airplane parts. When I'm printing airplane parts, I have to use simplify 3D. Mm-hmm. obviously to slice it up but slicer seems to be working great for the non airplane parts or just the non like fuselage wing parts you know yeah so i don't know i, I should like i said i shouldn't even think like that but um i guess i'll have something to do this winter because i probably build another one this winter nice um how about building a bigger one well i could do that 200 percent. that wouldn't be too much of a problem um, just just finding a bed the heated bed would be the hardest part yeah that's that's it you really like and and i think this size is actually pretty good size if i was going to do that i probably would buy a cr10 and just not even go like the scratch built route because mm. cr10 is like 
almost 200% size. I think it's 300 by 300 by 400, something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, how um, much does something like that cost, though? It's under 500 bucks. It's like four something. Mm. It's like ridiculous. Okay. But you could probably build a 200% ANET clone for 200 bucks. No, because when you get into those sizes, you really. I'm not sure about the NEMA 17. Uh, the stepper motors? Yeah. Yeah, it might not be strong. Maybe you have to double them up on all the axes, like how. You know, like this, the Z-axis double, but maybe you need to double the X and the Y, you know? Yeah, that would be okay, but that would be for, uh, you know, screw-driven, like the Z-axis. The X and the Y are both belt-driven. Yeah, um, but you can make a screw. Yeah, but then it's, to me, it'd be just worth it just to buy the CR-10, because I've, I've heard that that's an amazing printer. Mm, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's that's it, man. That's all I'm going to be up to. And I'm on call, so hopefully I can go flying. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, the other thing I want to mention that um, I didn't mention is that because I didn't meet up with uh, with you or you know go to our club field, I didn't meet the vegan. So I know a lot of our listeners are probably like, "What the hell? Where's the vegan video? Where's the live video they were supposed to do with the vegan this past weekend?" Yeah, what the hell? So yeah, I apologize um, because I refuse I, to accept your apology. That's fine. That's on you, then. <laughs> no, but it was, uh, no, you know, no, no, it's not on me. Hey, you're the one who doesn't want to accept it. That, that, I, it's already out there. It's left my mm. mouth and it's gone out. And if you don't want to accept, that's on you. All right. Well, before <laughs> more things leave your mouth. <laughs> no, but uh, um, <laughs> you know, I want to say, you know, I have it ready. It's sitting there, and just you know, it actually fell off my table and. Aileron kind of broke off, but oh, so it did, maiden. So it, it flew, you know, only about five feet, you know, vertically straight down, or four feet vertically straight the, down. Um, but uh, you know, I'll just put some. I'm just gonna put some hot glue in those hinges and call it a day. Oh, um, but yeah, so hopefully this weekend, as long as I go to the cl- club field, I you know we should be. I should be good. I'll yeah. bring it with me. Um, I had the batteries charged, you know. I was I was ready to do it, but I wasn't sure, like you know. Um, I didn't have the time to go down to Polder. It was just, it was just too much. Um, you know, I had so much <laughs> things I had to do with the wife. So, uh, but yeah, let's wrap it up. All right, man. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Anytime soon. Okay. So Facebook likes, we are at 775 likes, but reports are in. There's no new likes, but that reports doesn't make are- it. What? Yeah. There's no new likes. It doesn't say we have any new likes this week. What the hell, Facebook? I know you're lying because I looked at my our you know agenda for last week, and we were at 771. So there's plus four here. I don't okay. know. Get your shit together, all right, Facebook? All right. Yeah, you know, for the billion, how many times have I said this for you know for the guys a billionaire and they can't figure this out, they can't get the likes right. I know, right? Seriously. But anyways. Uh, thank you for all the folks that liked us, and here are the four names. Cue the music, because I'm gonna butcher this first name. Sorry, <laughs> Ryan. All right, so we have Ryan Shoblom, Shoj Shojoblom, Shojoblom, Shojoblom. Okay, uh, we have Rob Winter. Yeah, I know Rob. Uh, we have Don Antonelli and Doug. Witchin. 
Doug Witchin. Right? Yeah, I think, I think there are other names I got, but uh, SJ. What you doing? What you doing? <laughs> the, the SJ, those, those two, they, that just messes me up. So, so sorry, Ryan. But uh, yeah, thank you. And thanks, everyone, for liking us. Facebook comments. What do we have? All right. I saw a Facebook comment, just one, on a video that you posted mm-hmm. um, about your teaser on your little stretch video, uh, stretching your Synergy E5 to a, a super stretch. Uh, <laughs> 700. Yeah, it was um, Darren Wine said, oh, man, can't wait to hear what you think about that setup. I've been considering the exact same thing. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, Darren. Um, yeah, I can't wait either. And we are actually getting Darren on the show in uh, a couple of weeks. He is oh, really? uh, joining us for the listener series. Yes. Nice. Awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's all you have because we, I have some other ones. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead, dude. Yeah. Mike Welsh posted on our page saying, warning, PSA, there's a push rod in the tail. <laughs> and then you replied back saying, a couple years late, but I'll take it. Thumbs <laughs> <Yeah>. up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, let's see. Besides that, I, you know, I got a couple of, um, I don't know if this was our page specifically. There was uh, I think this was on another page, but it's it's basically for our the band, the flyer that I put up for the third annual Free Forestry Podcast Heli Fest registrations up that uh, flyer I put up, and a couple of folks were giving me a good thumbs up and liking it, and I believe um, yeah, we got some folks that are are going to be attending, so it's going to be nice. Can't wait. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, um, folks attend. I did have see all our buddies again. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, also, there's a there's a couple of comments to my post on this where I posted a couple pictures of some old stuff, and I said my post was sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. I go meet this guy off Facebook Marketplace locally to pick up a Curtis pusher because it looked like a really cool kit to uh, balsa kit to build. Yeah, uh, you know, and I, and I basically figured that I could build it, hang in the shop as decoration, or maybe I'll throw some like you know. Some electrics, uh, you know, some electronics in it that I have from the flight test stuff, and and maybe fly it. Yeah, dude, you got to fly that thing. And then, but like, it's funny because the guy was like, "Well, I also have this Corsair, and I also got this helicopter. If you fly helis," and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I, I fly helis," but I'm like, "What the hell is this thing?" <laughs> so yeah, so I picked up a GMP Cobra. It's a forty fifty size powered heli. I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. A lot of people are saying don't build it. Some people are saying build it. Um, and then the Corsair, which I, the Corsair, to tell you the truth, and Kevin, this is, that's actually for you. Oh, dude, what do you mean it's for me? You're going to give it to me? Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm, I don't want to build this thing. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to build it. And, you know, um, I know you like the Corsairs, right? So I was like, yeah. ah, you could take it even, it's a standoff model. So it's not like you have to put RC stuff in there. You can make a control line or you can make it, um, RC if you wanted to. But um, you know, or you just build it and wrap it and you know, hang it up in your your shop. That's all. Nah, dude, I gotta fly that thing. You, you gotta fly it, okay? Yeah. So, so I am gonna build the Curtis Pusher and I am building the Cobra helicopter. I just don't know what I'm gonna do for motor and that thing, just because. I mean. Well, now why were people saying cool. don't don't fly it? Like so, keep it in a box, like it's a Star Trek figurine or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll go down the comments and I'll, I'll, I'll show us here. So okay. uh, Campbell Hogg said, ha ha, nice work. Bill Anthony said, epic. Darren Wine says, yes. 
Kevin Teschner. Oh, you like how I said your last name in the last episode? Just saying. Uh, so no, dude, I did not. Dude, question mark, exclamation. Like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Did, uh, were, you, were you pulling a Kyle Stacey with Chris Reiber? Oh, nice stuff. So why'd you buy it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Craig uh, Siegman said, that pusher looks sweet. Mike Watch straight out of fly bar. Dave Crawford said, kicking it old school, Steve. Uh, TJ uh, Vieira was like, sweet vintage bird. I have a Schuler Heli star. Um, so it wasn't on this post, but it was somewhere. I think I posted on like the RC Balsa. And one of the guys, one of the folks was saying, oh, don't build it. It's a collector's item, that helicopter. Okay. You know, and, and then the guy goes and says, well, you know, maybe I'll just build it for the hell of it, whatever, you know, maybe I'll just hover it and, or something. Like, and he's like, no, no, he, I remember he f- replied back saying, Oh, and, and you won't be able to get parts. And I'm like, <laughs> you think? I'm like, I guess. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. but I think I can fly a helicopter. Yeah, I think I could hover at least, you know, at least do a hover. So, so yeah, um, I am gonna build it. Um, let's see here. We did also have Charles Booker message, not message, but post on our Facebook page in episode 124. Sounds like Steve Yun is turning into a heli freak, heli speed freak. Go faster, Mishfa. Um, yes. Nice. Not that I'm turning into a heli freak per se, uh, speed freak, but I had a really good time doing that. And I almost want to say, let's do that at our fun fly. Because if we could set up the thing, like, you know, it was fun. It was, it was quite a bit of, you know, fun. As long as we could set it up safely to do it at our field, I don't see why not, you know? Yeah. We get like, Eight or sixteen people or twenty people—I don't care. We'll just do brackets and you know, randomize the uh, the race. The you know. Well, how did they know okay. who won? Like, was there somebody down at the other end? Because yeah, so someone at the there's two guys at the other end, like basically judges, and they would say lane one or lane two. So okay, um, you know, and sometimes we <laughs> the helicopters would go by and they'll come back, and then we're like, so what's going on? Who won? <laughs> and the funny thing was, is like they're like. It was so close. It was so hard to decide, you know? So they would say, like, tie, you know, and then you had to go again. I think going towards, like, that back corner of our field, yeah, I think we can safely do it there without, you know, worries about the tree line. Um, The people who are going to be judging can be off around the tree line, so there's less of a safety hazard. Yeah. Um, You know, being, like, say, like, whatever, 100 feet to the right of, you know, the finish line or whatever. However, we want to, you know, safely do it. So maybe I'll reach out to Justin and just see, uh, you know, what are his like, you know, recommendations on setting it up, how far distance-wise, you know, what do we use to set a finish line and stuff like that. So cool. So yeah, thanks, Charles. Um, yeah, hope to see you at a, an event soon, and you know, maybe we'll do some some racing. I know you got that Goblin Speed. Uh, I did post on that though that um you know maybe I, I kind of want to build like a hot rod. How am I gonna say? I kind of like a, a hot rod heli, like big motor, very lightweight. So I was like twelve S oxy four. No oh, god. Hmm. I'm stopping the podcast right now. Hmm. I don't want anybody getting that idea? Hmm. <laughs> Those blades are gonna come shooting right off of that thing. Possibly, but maybe not. Who knows? I we'll I find no out. Part of it. <laughs> no, I, I'll come out there. I got a, uh, I got a mask and a helmet, and 
body armor. Yeah. No honestly. problem. Uh, tell us telescopic lens <laughs> the hardest part is when you drag race an oxy is to see what it is like the orientation of the helicopter like two three hundred yards out it is really hard really hard do we have any other facebook comments before we go to website comments no go to website comments all right website comments what do we have for website comments i don't have any website comments <laughs> i'm only kidding um uh our buddy mike rosnick uh sent us a yeah. email and he said hey guys i've been listening for a while i just want to say keep up the good work enjoy the podcast he will be awaiting the maiden report for the vegan uh so he also said he's uh i think he contacted you he's a full-scale chopper pilot and mm-hmm. uh flight test engineer and he likes to fly helis and warbirds edfs um on the on the rc side i believe so um Looks like we're gonna. He's lining up to come on the show. Nice. So yeah. thanks for the um, right, right, Steve. You're gonna have yeah. him on. Listener yeah. series. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm, surprising I'm, you with any of this, am I? No, no, no. I'm, I mean, I haven't scheduled yet, but but that is my yes, that is my plan. Um, okay. I'm going through the list. I've added his name to the list now, but it's just on the bottom. So you know, I'm just to be fair, like the folks that posted earlier. Um, you know, they've been waiting for me yeah. to contact them so yeah i'm just going down the list so yeah definitely for sure and i love his email address i won't say the entire email address but it's super fortress and then some other things nice <laughs> okay all right uh let's see what else do we have um we did get an email from galami okay and he said hi steve just watched your videos on the e5 super stretch a couple of comments for the tail push rod the 728 E7 version is on the short side because of the relative position of the tail servo between the two helis. Um, instead, I, he recommends using the 706 um, three part number 706306, which is a control rod that comes from comes at 770 millimeters, which I think is for the 766, I believe. Okay. Um, and cut it down to a 737 millimeter. Um, yep, I haven't considered that yet. I did hear someone mention that earlier. Um, what I can do is two options. Um, if I can find a remote tail servo mount for, so I could either buy that control push rod, right? That's an option. Second option would be moving the tail server out onto the tail boom, which will probably mess with the CG a little, but I'm one of those pilots that I can't even tell CG. Like, I mean, you know, I, I know it matters, but I just, you know, I really can't tell too much. So, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm not sure. We'll see. When I once I get to that point, before I put the tail push rod together, so I don't mess up, like so I don't have to buy new uh, push rod ends. I'll dry fit it and see where it lays out, and see if you know if indeed it's way too short that I either have to move the servo out or get a longer control rod. If that's the case, you know that E7 control rod I could save for my uh, N7 and just buy the other one. It's not too expensive. Uh, he also mentioned for the tail fin, the N7 one, the 317-302 is a direct fit. No modification needed, so that's good to know. And one last thing, he said, for the tail blades, I think you'll be much happier with the 115-116 millimeter um, blades. Uh, a 4.9 ratio is not very high for low head speed 700 helis if you like a crisp tail. I do like a crisp tail, but I'm not running low head speed. I will be running uh, what Chris Rybert runs, which is 16, 17, 1800. I mean, maybe 16 is a little bit on the lower side, but for the 
Uh, weight of the heli, I think sixteen hundred probably is okay. No, nah, um, you're fine, dude. You know, but eighteen hundred, like that's that's gonna be a rocket. You know, so I think I'll be fine. But um, I do have a set of one fifteens um, that I can try. I you know, like they're not my sponsor, so I can't fly them at a fun fly. But I can try them, you know, just to see if if yeah, indeed that uh, the one fifteens make a big difference over the one hundred five. And if so, then yeah, I will buy a set of switch one fifteens and go for it. Not a big deal. Those nice. are, those aren't too bad either. So thanks, Kalami, for for the added uh, advice. I I love it. I I love that. This is one thing I really love about the the Team Synergy pilots. Um, you know, obviously Chris Reiber's our friend, so is you know Robert Monty. Um, but they they're all about like, dude, this is what you need to do. Here you go. Here's the part number. It's like hooking it up. This is you know Chris Reiber's like, this is my setup. And then like two days later, I'm like, what was your setup? And he just sends me the thing. Here's your setup. You know, yeah. <laughs> Even though he sent it to me like five times, and I have it in my phone. <laughs> it's just funny because he's like, yo, yeah, this is my setup, and you know, and. And like Rob hooked it up, he like gave me all the part numbers. So when I was at Spring Fling, I was just like, I was just going on Shannon's trail, like, okay, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. I was just, you know, like a fiend, just going crazy. I was like, a, you know, I don't know, what what's a the expression? What 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 are the expressions? Like, uh, I don't know, fat kid in a candy store. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I was oh, just, man, you know, I was having a lot of fun. I, I can't was, believe you just went there. Why? Is that bad? Did I see something wrong? Yeah, you wrong? can't make fun of fat kids anymore. You can't even call them fat anymore. What are they? They're gravitationally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> can't call them fat. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Gravitationally challenged kids in a candy store. <laughs> All right. So let's see. What do we have for people of Podbean? People of Podbean, I uh, love these people of Podbean. Uh, since I wasn't here last week and you guys refused to uh, dive into the Podbean website, I noticed that a uh, few people started following us. Cosset started following us. Dmorrow71 started following us. Uh, Jungle Jim started following us. Um, WTF Yoon G Kid, Y-U-N. I don't know if that was you, dude. No. Or a relation, but. Not that I know. WTF. <laughs> I thought that was funny. I uh, also started following us, and so did Muse Emil Abazi. <laughs> uh, he also started following us. Uh, BVGHJ liked episode 121, Flying Season Wish List, and episode 122, Mentorship. Uh, Jeep World, uh, is killing it. Man, he liked Jeep World 2002. He liked episode. 120 spring cleaning maintenance episode 122 mentorship and episode 123 welcome to the show and doug bow liked episode 124 spring fling and episode 82 align helicopters with gail awesome so thanks everybody yep thanks everyone and i will now go over to pod bean comments all right Gonna go back to 14 days ago. So this is, uh, let's see, 12 days ago. Jeep World 2002 said, got my RV camping spot reserved. Winky emoji icon. Um, that's for our fun fly. So he will be there. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. So we get to meet Jeep World 2002. Nice. Uh, let's see. And that was for episode 122 mentorship. Jeep World 2002. Great show on episode. Ooh, there's a misspell. Episode 123. Welcome to the show. 
BPC1102. Keep the 690. That model I got very comfortable with. And now it's directly to Free 4RC Podcasts. Um, BPC1102. HTTPS colon slash slash Y-O-U-T-U dot B-E slash capital W, lowercase C, capital P, lowercase K, capital H, capital O, W, capital H, G, lowercase G, lowercase S, lowercase W. So he he put a YouTube link. (laughs) So so that's what that was. (laughs) So yeah, we'll take a look uh, when we get a moment here. Let's see. BPC1102, 11 days ago, says, I'm pretty new to the hobby. It's good to know. Um, welcome to the hobby. Welcome. Yeah, let us know if you have any questions. No, freefillrc at gmail.com. Uh, BVGHJ, Mr. Jericho Burr. Uh, you guys <laughs> are freaking great. Keep up it up. And I swear I am going to start 3D printing one day. Episode nice. 123, welcome to the show. Uh, Jared, 4454. <laughs> Great listening as always to episode 123. Welcome to the show. Uh, Doug Bow said, appreciate the event coverage. Thank you. Episode 124, Spring Flank. Nice. Jeepro 2002. Hey, make sure you glue the wooden blade root to the plastic blade retainers or you or you eject the blade at RPM. My first rebuild was because the hobby shop builder missed the Missed that step on the first Nitro 30. Luckily, the shop made good on the rebuild parts and replaced this, replaced CF blades. And now it's for episode 123. Uh, he's then, uh, that was four days ago. One day ago, G Pro 2002. G loving all the comments, man. Thank yeah. you. Um, he said, okay, great. Question mark. How do you initiate your first inverted maneuver? Episode 124, Spring Fling. How do you initiate your first inverted maneuver? Um, away from make you. sure you're yeah make sure you're in idle up first because i've made that mistake yeah. plenty of times before um so that you have consistent head speed no matter if you're positive or negative uh, make sure your pitch curve is zero to 100 so you have even positive negative um if you're v control make sure you're you know your your top you know your positive pitches whatever degrees you set and same thing if you're negative so it's even yep. and then you flip the heli forward away from you just to be on the safe side. And when the disc gets level, you just kind of ease that r- left stick down to the negative side very gently um, in a nice fluid motion. So forward elevator as it – so you give up collective. So pop the heli up a little. Get some you know height off the ground. Forward elevator. Put that stick – your left stick in the middle when the, the helicopter starts to go knife edge. So any time where the, the helicopter – Rotor disc is basically knife edge up and down. Then once it starts to level off, invert it, you go negative collective a little. Um, do it really high. You know, If you have safety, put your finger on the safety button. If you have someone that can buddy box you, that's even better. Um, well, I would suggest uh, not trying to stop inverted. Uh, I would suggest for the first couple of times, maybe yeah, just do a, a 100. Mm-hmm times yeah do a flip first because i think yeah, it was we were flipping a, a while before we actually stopped yes. inverted and then yes. we're able to try to hover inverted yeah because the orientations get all kooky um as far as like doing your first in- inverted maneuver once you get used to being inverted um you know it's just negative pop the heli up do something roll it flip it turn the tail yeah, and then to, flip it you yeah know? try to drive around a little bit that's that's what i used yeah. to do and 
remember push the sticks together or pull the sticks away when you're turning left or right it depends which way you're going for that though well if you're going forward flight forward inverted flight yeah, yeah. so nose inverted nose forward it's like flying backwards inverted um i mean backwards upright all right so now, yeah now i'm getting confused yeah it's very confusing because orientation gets all weird but yeah if you're if you ever fly a plane forward um flying forward inverted on an airplane is pretty much the same controls as on the helmet. Yep. So you're gonna you're gonna do the same stick movements where um, the sticks kind of come together or they come out. So they either go right rudder and left aileron or left uh, rudder right aileron. So it's like you know inside or outside on the sticks, and it gets interesting when you start doing tail flying, which I've been doing a lot of, and it's now together. So both sticks go together. We both go to the right or left. Awesome. Sorry. And then he said, sorry, Jeep World 2002 said, sorry, hit post can't edit. Did you try a loop and just hold inverted at the top <laughs> or did you just hold elevator and either drop the tail or lift the tail or did you roll over to inverted trying to contemplate which direction to start from? I've done loops and rolls and wire, wiring my way up to getting it going inverted. So, okay. So that, that definitely explains it more. I should have probably read both of these at the same time. Um, so yeah, first just do your flips and rolls and stuff. Yeah. See which you feel more comfortable with the collective. When you do a flip and like say you do a forward flip, right? Are you giving a lot of collective where like the helicopter's traveling during that flip? Or is it like the helicopter stays in place? The helicopter stays in place, that means you have pretty good control over um hand eye coordination over the disc and your collective stick. So as it's flipping over you you have good timing on the collective, going negative pitch so that the heli doesn't drop. And then you pop it up and you have good collective on the, you know, to say, uh, to go back upright and have the heli stay in the same spot. Um, well, if dude, you at, find that at this point, I really don't think he's, I don't know, going to be concentrating on that too much. I would think for what I, from, from what my experience when I did it, I got up pretty high and I just flipped it over and then tried to hold it and then just make sure you're up high. Yeah, and then you and flip it back. One, one of the main things about doing anything like inverted is because the orientation gets really gets your mind confused. Always know how to bail out. So if you forward flip, just keep forward flipping, and that's your bailout. Yeah, you know, if you roll right, keep rolling right. Don't try to confuse yourself. Be like, I'm gonna roll right, and then I'm gonna push forward in an elevator. But then the helicopter is actually gonna come towards you because you're gonna push the nose away, and it gets all confusing. So. Um, best thing to do is if you're practicing your flips or rolls to go inverted, flip forward, go inverted. But then f if you get nervous, just flip it right over. Flip it right back forward. Just keep, you know, push forward on that elevator and go right back over. Yeah, because you'll be tailing back to again. Hover. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Safety for a roll. You roll right and you're like, oh, crap, I'm nervous because, every you know, now your elevator is com it's opposite, but your ailerons are proper. So, you know, left aileron goes left, right aileron goes right. But your tail, um, you're now pinpointing a different point on the helicopter to know your elevator because that's opposite. So just, yeah, you roll right, keep rolling right if you get nervous. And then settle the heli. Whenever you get nervous um, or, you know, bail out, bail yourself out, whether you use rescue or anything, bail out, get to a stable hover, give yourself a couple seconds to be in a nice stable hover before you go at it again. Don't just force yourself to do it over and over again right after. 
because if that disc is off and you try to flip it, then your heli is going to the right or left, and yeah, then you have to make other corrections that you won't yeah. know about. Yes, that you won't you won't know until you get more um, orientation practice inverted. So just start practicing forward flip, forward flip. You know, forward flip inverted, hold it for a second, forward flip upright. And then as you keep on doing that, you can hold it longer and longer. And then once you get to a point where you feel comfortable inverted, you know, your ailerons are going to be opposite. If your nose is inverted, your ailerons could be opposite. Your elevator is going to be correct. So forward will push the heli away. Back will push the heli towards you. Left will go right. And right will go left on that right stick. So what I usually do is once I when I first started doing inverted, I would just kind of like very slightly tip it one way and see what happened. Tip it the other way and try to correct and get used to being that inverted uh, opposites. Yeah, just just flip it over and kind of do that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jeep wrote again at two, uh, 2002. One day goes, sorry, did you guys see the new Hangar 9 Cub Crafters X Cub ARF? Question mark. No, I haven't. No. It's a... 116-inch 60cc twin gas up to 100 twin gas or power 360 to 7,000-6S Oh, Wow, this thing must be big. For a short flight, a third-scale balsa buildup. Um, Ali M designed 899 pre, 999 MSRP. So that's real new if they're taking pre-orders. Wow, third scale. I have to look into that. That's big. If it's using that size batteries or that size, uh, you know, gas gas or motors, 100 cc is twin. It's pretty big. Uh, Musamel Abazi one day goes says, "I will bring my Viking as well." Nice episode 123. Welcome to the show. So for all our uh, listeners that are showing up to our HeliFest um, noontime demo, we are going to have a little Viking show. But let's see how many Vikings we could toss in the air. That'd be That'd pretty, be pretty nice. freaking crazy. Yeah. So. All our listeners, if you have a vegan or think about building a vegan, build one and bring it to the event. It'd be awesome if you had like, I don't know, five, six, seven vegans in the air. Ten. Ten? It'd be nuts. Yeah. Dude, it would be fantastic. It would be such a such a good time. So um, let's see here. And uh, our friend Muse five hours ago said, Haha, that was one of the best episodes that made me laugh in a long, in a long, keep up good work. Very informative, have good highlights of Spring Fling. And yes, I'm getting my vegan ready. We should have a night fly on vegan too. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, now you bring it to a different level, Muse. First off, Muse, stop texting and commenting while you're driving. <laughs> and second off, I don't know about doing that at night. That's Those things are pretty quick. They're pretty quick, and there's no lights on any of ours. I mean, I have a little light on the exhaust port, but that ain't going to help me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, get yours ready for uh, spring uh, for, for our HeliFest. And thank you uh, for the nice words about Spring Fling. Um, I felt that episode was like uh, a questionable episode for me because I feel like I just did way too much talking. Like, well, so way he, probably too- got a, he probably got a laugh every time you mispronounced my name. Well, definitely, Kevin. So he was no. laughing through the whole thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for uh, for your poppy comments. Yes, thank you. Okay, iTunes review. 
Uh, there's nothing new on iTunes. Fantastic. So drop us an iTunes review and we'll read the review in the next episode. Email us at free4rc at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4rc podcast. Check out our webpage, free4rcpodcast.com or dot show. <sighs> Say that show. That show. I like that. I really like that. Because it's a show. We do a show. Yeah. Um, so say hi to Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. I, I kind of just give Chris admin access. And be like, dude, just just have, have your way with that. Have fun with that website. Oh, boy. Um, let us know if you want to add anything. I am still updating. I haven't really done any updating this past week or two weeks. But uh, I will do some more updating. And I will. I'm still looking to the to the link. You know, to download this the stuff, so the episode, the stuff. Oh yeah, the, the link episode. to download the stuff. Yeah, yeah, download the stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, you know that guy with the thing. You know, I'm almost contemplating like just creating like. You know that you know, movie about that guy who goes through that thing. Yeah, and then you know, and then he goes to the other guy about that thing and says, "Hey, what's up with that thing?" You know, the guy with the thing. Yeah, I'm almost contemplating with you know for for our listeners that you know, um, want to download the episode and not stream it. Um, you know, worst comes to worst, I don't even know why I don't do this. It's an MP3 file, right? So why not just upload to a Dropbox account and create a link and post it on the website on a blog post or something, and then you can just download it directly from Dropbox, you know? At your leisure. At your leisure. Nice. Larry suit leisure. Oh. <laughs> leisure uh, suit Larry, dude. Uh, that's what it was, I remember. It was yeah. such a long time ago, dude. It was like three days ago for me. Oh, boy. Most of the kids won't even know what the hell we're talking about. No. Ken sent me. <laughs> All right. So, flight test forums, off the field, audio, video production, other than flight test podcast, free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the FD Communicast. Hey, Patch and Mike. RC Heli Hangouts.com forum under RC Heli Hangouts main section, podcast corner, and free for RC podcast, sitting next to our friends, the RC Heli Hooligans podcast. Walt and Ed. And the Full Pitch podcast. Jimmy Jones and Javier. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Uh, yeah, I've been backlogged on their episode for, I don't know, I think like four episodes. So I've been catching up. I'm almost caught up. Nice. Uh, yeah, great show, guys. You guys are doing a great job. So are all the other podcasts. The Hooligans are doing a great job, too. I am yep. definitely enjoying their show. Yeah. Um, I haven't gotten, I still haven't had time for, uh, what's the other, let's, so Telerotor, I'm still, uh, pretty backed up so i will definitely get to those episodes soon um and then the other one the hobby geek one i haven't really gotten a chance to get into that either um you know definitely uh if you're a subscriber to our podcast definitely subscribe to theirs and you know, give them a good listen and i'm gonna give a shout out to the rc after hours podcast i still listen yes, to that always always i'm backed up like crazy episodes on that like sounds like a 50. personal problem yeah you know it's yeah. You know, I need a good White Castle outing, you know. <laughs> help it, help it out. A bottle of Coke. Yeah, yeah. No, Coke doesn't do that for me. No. Nah. Um, Gray's papaya does though. That too. That should mess me up. Those hot dogs. Um. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone has questions about you know, uh, Mikado products for sure, or you know, how do you how do you you know. How do you stay on top? How do you stay on top of your game and be number one or, you know, a world champion? How would they do that? The best way is my Facebook I have a, or Instagram. It's Kyle Doll Official. Mm-hmm. And I try, I do my best to uh, to stay pretty current on those. I, I get a ton of messages every day, so sometimes I lag a little bit. But 
either I'll try to help you or I'll direct you to somebody else who can help you. Kyle Dahl official. Uh, that's just for general questions, this or that. If you have uh, V-Bar specific questions, you know, there's the V-Bar forum, which mm-hmm. is a great, just V-Stabby, search V-Stabby online and it'll Please come like- up the V-Stabby forum. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that that's great. That's a a subtle plug also for my Facebook page and Instagram, Kyle Dahl Official. Go follow it. Go like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. The more the more people that I can reach, the happier my sponsors are, and then that enables me to make more videos and more content and stuff. So definitely. Yes. All right. Yeah, I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, it was awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you yeah. For having me. Yeah, Kyle. Okay. Great talking to you. So yeah, hopefully we'll see you at the next fun fly. Do you, do you know which event you're going to be going to next? Like anything on the East Coast? Uh, I don't know. I've not looked at my schedule. My my schedule just got all messed up in the last few days. I, I was planning to do a bunch of trips, mm-hmm. uh, r- rest of the world actually, but that all fell through. So now I'm kind of I went I'm going back to the drawing board on my schedule. So I don't really know what I'm going to be up to yet. Okay. Well. HOD is a it's a great event. It's very similar to Spring Fling, a little bit smaller, but very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, there's always a shameless plug: Free for RC Podcast Helifest. <laughs> right on, right on. That's when, a, that's a smaller is, event. It's uh, July seventh and eighth of uh, this year. So, okay. you know, it's a smaller event in Central Jersey. I don't know if you're around. Well, that's the same weekend as Global 3D. So, oh yeah, so that's not happening. Unavailable. No, nah, that's cool though. Yeah, go go bring go bring the W back, you know, for the states. All right, yeah, Team USA. Hell yeah, yeah. nice, <laughs> awesome. Me, 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 Jamie Robertson and uh, Mitch Moroz's got to we got to hold down the fort. Yeah, definitely, man. Got to re- got to represent. Got it. He was proud, man. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks again for taking time, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll speak sure soon. Cool, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Sure. We'll be in contact. Thank you, guys. Yeah, we're definitely right. going to get you back on the show after Global 3D, though, because I would love to talk about that experience, too. So Yeah, for sure. We'll have a lot to talk about after that. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe, nice. All right. Maybe even, maybe even get, like, uh, all the U.S. guys, Jamie and Mitch, like, all in my big group call. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Oh, I know be Todd Bennett's been dying to get back on the show with Jamie, too, like, to talk about his school and all that stuff. So, yeah. So I want to thank uh, – thanks, Kyle. Yeah. For taking the time to come on this episode, this was it was very fun and informative, and you know, I love to get inside uh, yeah, these these pilots that have been in this thing, you know, in this hobby for so long and just just so good at flying, you know. Yeah, so, it's good to get yeah. their their background or history. Did introduce yeah, them. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Thanks to our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. See yeah, we should split that up. I should say free our skies and announcements. <laughs> Fred, yeah, I can't do it like him though. I'm I'm pretty good at that, and I still can't and do announcement. it. Like him. He's, he's kind of like, hey, hey, hey. I say, I say, he says, See ya next time. Yeah. We should split that up. I should say free our skies. And announcements. <laughs> what are you, Fred? Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it like him though. I'm I'm pretty good at that and I still can't and do it. Like him. He's he's got it Wait, down. Say, say it, say it. And, and announcements. I can't even do it. I gotta practice.
I gotta practice. And announcements. And announcements. And announcements. <laughs> he does it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice. Uh, all yeah. right. All right, I'm killing cool. my record here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll just do something like that. I'm fine with just keeping it kind of casual. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, we are very casual. <laughs> mainly because I don't know anything. <laughs> he doesn't know nothing but casual. <laughs> I don't know anything but casual. That's true. That's the only beat you march to. Yeah. That's, that's true. 